Hello again, wife. How are you? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Oh. Welcome back to our our home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I haven't been here in a week. Never left. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, we haven't been here in this room together talking video games in a week. Uh, so thank you for joining me and uh, having giving me someone to actually like bounce off ideas and my own thoughts about my own games. I never get to talk about myself. You know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to talk about the things I like, you know. This is your podcast. <laughs> that, that's the joke. <laughs> oh, if you're just joining us, uh, this is a third part in our three-part end of the year favorite video games of the year. We don't really have a definitive title for this just yet, but it's basically all the favorite games that we've played in 2022, not necessarily not necessarily releasing in 2022. Uh, I'm your co-host, Mike. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Erica. Uh, we had an episode for her, all the games that she played last week, and that uh, or last year, this past year, last week, <laughs> and that turned out really good. Yes. Yeah, I had a, I had a great time. Uh, did you ever re-listen to that yet? Or you... Uh, no. You haven't uh, squeezed that into your schedule yet? No. Are, do you plan on re-listening to it? Or you were just like, oh, I, I, was I was there. I was there. You remember what you said. Kind of, yes. <laughs> and then the week prior, our beautiful daughter Zoe, the, the, the dorkiest resident cool teen, uh, had an episode dedicated to all her games as well. So, yeah, three very different perspectives. Uh, so I hope that you enjoy them and keep in mind that they are from different perspectives from people with different uh, gaming experiences and different backgrounds. And that, I think that's like the, the wonderful point that I, I, that we like to make here at the dorky is that like gaming is different for different people and we all go into it with our own skill level and, uh, expectations and things like that. You know, that, that, that's why games that hit for you no, are not necessarily games that are like, oh, I would play this game every single day, but I understand why you love it. You know? Yes. Yeah. So let's see if we can do the same thing for the uh, the more than a couple dozen games that I play oh, <laughs> in twenty twenty two. Okay, so now can I finally know the actual number? I think my my bet last week was that he pay, played somewhere in like around twenty ish. Twenty. So the actual total now is uh, thirty. 30 games, and uh, four of them I did not reach. Um, it's okay. It, it's not counting those. Oh. So 30 games, four of them I did not reach. 30. Um, okay, so I was 10 off. You were 10 off, yes. Four of them I did not reach end credits, uh, and I've ranked Well, I mean, 10. also, you just started Plague Tale this past week. Hey, stop spoiling oh, this. Sorry, sorry. So oh there was gosh. one that, you know, wasn't quite yet counted. Yeah, one, one but, well, I mean, two games that, that I'm, two so. games that I'm in the midst of playing right now. Um, I'm technically three. I like Splatoon is kind of like an ongoing type of game that I play whenever Zoe's around or I just want to, or whenever I just want to pick up and play. Um, but for the most part, yeah, 30 games. Most of them I rolled, I rolled credits on. Some of them I rolled credits on with you. Um, so, yeah, let's 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 get started. I guess there's no time to waste. We got too much to talk about. Uh, I've kind of broken up this in sections. Uh, I have a, a list of uh, seven games that I considered for my top ten. Um, so I guess we'll save that. Uh, and then I have a top ten. I don't have a definitive number one yet, so I'm going to need your help. I want to get your perspective on those two games. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've heard me talk about games before, you can probably guess what those two games are. Uh, and 
these are just a few games. Uh, these are 13 <clears throat> games that I also played in 2022. Not necessarily from 2022. Um, some of them are, are like games that I replayed as well. Um, oh, I guess God of War should be put in here too. I guess so. You, 31. You, wait, you played God of War? The original God of War? This year? Yeah, right before Ragnarok. Oh, remember. right. I remember. Uh, yeah. When you say God of War, I think it's like the first in the in the series. Oh, the like, 2005 version. Well, yeah, and I because I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't. I I don't know any of those titles oh, sure. other than that they're God of War something. Yeah. So I figure, oh, if it's the first, if it's first, if it's just God of War, then that must be the first one. Yeah. The 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 industry. <laughs> it's very as confusing. A, the industry as a whole just refers to that 2018 game as God of War 2018. Yeah, um, that's helpful. But I wonder, like, who is actually talking about the 2005 game? So I I, I prefer historically. We, um, I prefer comparatively. In my heart, I prefer that we flip the the priority. Anytime we say God of War, we mean the 2018 game. If we're referring to the PS2 game. We say God of War 2005. Deal, internet? All right, we're shaking hands with the internet. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I guess 31 should be added. I didn't put God of War on this. Um, so just we're not going to talk too much about this, um, but feel free to stop me, love, if you... If, I, know, I know a couple of these games are close to your heart, too. So um, Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2, I, I, I replayed those on Switch to prepare myself for Bayonetta 3. Uh, and just kind of those are games that I really enjoy that's a wacky lore that I like re-experiencing. And those are just some some of the best well-playing action games I've ever played in my life. It was interesting to see because I had never seen Bayonetta. I mean, you, I saw the trailer. Smash. Well, yeah, that's not like the game. The full experience of her. Yeah, yeah. so I was just like... What'd you think? Um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like some of her fashion... Um, I mean, why, I, I really, why buy clothes when you can just wear your hair? I know. Come on now. <laughs> it's so easy. Your hair is so short now. Like you, you're, you're basically I would just, just naked. Be naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think some of the, um, stories a little like, oh, okay. Cringy. Cringy. But I mean, it's, it, the whole thing is kind of, it, it exudes over the top. Yeah. Um, it, like, it's just, um, dining on this uh just i don't know absurdity yeah yeah so. it, it it loves absurdity it loves which i guess tongue-in-cheek over-the-top action so i guess it, it feels at home yeah for that stuff so like it doesn't feel like too like oh i have to turn my head away and shake my yeah. head you there's, know just there's, there's a lot of like tonal inconsistencies because like sometimes a story will try to take itself way too seriously uh, yeah there's a couple of times like <laughs> well especially like when the little bayonetta yeah little, little uh cereza yeah and then you're like oh okay but i i do like how from the first one you see her sort of gain um humanity like because at first she just seems like she doesn't care about anybody or anything and then she like slowly progresses to seem like she actually cares about people during her amnesiac kind of phase of her life so yeah it's it's kind of a typical story the story is never gonna like i don't think the story of any of the bayonetta games is gonna blow anybody away but it's still fun you know it's still fun the story is just kind of there as an excuse for the action to take place (laughs) yeah so it, it is what it is, but it is just fun to go through. And it is it is wacky, and Bayonetta herself is a cool character. And I just love her confidence, how 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 strong she is, how confident she is, and just how almost nonchalant she is about, like, everything. Um, and, yeah. and I mean that in a good way. 
so yeah, it, 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 it's cool, and we'll talk a little bit more about Bayonetta uh, a little bit later. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, kind of a follow-up to Wii Sports. You've never played Wii Sports, huh? No. No. You, no. You're, you and your family never had a Wii? Uh, when did Wii come out? 2006. No. My brother wasn't about that. You know, he was all like, by that time, he was already computer gaming, I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, it was like, yeah, late high school, he started getting into exclusively just computer gaming. But, oh, okay. I mean, 2006, it would have, he'd be heading there. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, and then, like, my mom didn't really care about that stuff. Sure. Um, you, not so much either. It just sounds like, why not just play actual sports? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. I mean, I, it's, Sorry, it's mom. not really for me, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's it's because it's just it's silly. Like, you're just like, ah, like, you're just doing these weird motions. Well, you can say that about any game. Like, oh, like, oh why, why are you playing a game where you're fighting angels and demons? Why don't you just fight real angels and demons? <laughs> Well, it, the thing is, is that it, it doesn't have the same experience. Like, you don't get the heart thumping, uh, like, you know. I mean, uh, of course, like, I suck at tennis. So if I was going to try to play, like, tennis, I don't know, we had, we Sports had tennis. It did, yeah. It's, it's like, okay, this is definitely not real tennis because I would not be doing this well. well. It wasn't meant to be a real a, a, no, a simulation. It's just no, meant to be a fun approximation that like people can just have fun with. You know? Yeah. And for the most part, Nintendo Switch Sports is, is just another follow-up on that. I, I, I would only want to play it if it was like at a party. Yeah, and, we, and Zoe and I tried to get you to play a little bit, and like you just, we were like so nervous, or you didn't want to, or it's just it's not interesting to oh, me okay. at all. Like it, it even looks boring to watch. I'm so oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, it literally say from experience though, it's not boring to play. <sighs> I think if you give it a chance, I think it would surprise you. My wife you. is closing her eyes in disdain, so we'll move on. I just, I don't know. It's, just, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool. Like, yeah, you're moving around. Cool, cool. But, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 the novelty wears thin too quick. I understand. I, understand. I mean, and look, you guys haven't played it since like, like you guys played it for like a couple months and have played well, it. Well, yeah, to be fair, and we talked about this on Zoe's episode too, like the, 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 out of the box, it's a little vanilla. Like, there's not a lot to it. And some of the games from Wii Sports that everybody likes are not included with this. Mm. So they just patched in golf for free, like, okay. last week, I think it was. Okay. So, uh, and they said, like, oh, we'll put in, like, baseball and uh, the other games that They're people sure like. sure taking their sweet time. I mean, eh. Strike While the Iron's hot. Don't wait, like, a year a after lot, the game launches. A, a lot of developers are working from home, so it, it's, mm. it's slowing down. Uh, nah, and stuff. Um, Young Souls. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about this one, but if you if you're interested in like a nice side-scrolling action RPG that's like kind of turn-based with like a cool art style, maybe look that up and see if it's for you. Uh, I talked about this already on a solo episode a few weeks back, but um, hold hold on to your hold on to your butt, love. Record of Lodos War: Colon Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. That does not really, um, that's, um, that sounds very specific. <laughs> like you, you need, like you need to know 
Yes, and I had to look it up, and I explained it on the show. So apparently, Record of Lodas War is an old anime from the 90s. Oh. And Deedlet is a character from that, and Wonder Labyrinth is the setting of where the game takes place. I mean, that, that, reading that and just deconstructing it as a sentence, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, other, <laughs> other than, like, knowing that 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 first part is is an anime title. i had to look all that up but like i found this because like it's it, it, I, I saw this like on a, on a on a channel that we that, that you and i watch sometimes together on switch up uh and it's it's basically a clone of a classic game called uh castlevania symphony of the night hmm. it's almost like plagiarism with Ooh. how like with how how <clears throat> closely it how closely it kind of mirrors that game it, it's worth playing too and it's very good it's kind of too easy in my opinion i think even like a casual player can get pretty far in that game uh side scroller you said it's a metroidvania type side scroller so, yeah okay. kind of kind of look that looks like an old playstation one or a super nintendo game uh uh death's door we should talk about this one yes let's talk about this one a bit this so so good this was released uh in 2021 and we were waiting on the physical like we always do uh so the premise of this is that you play as a raven who gather who, who, who's joe a crow i guess well crow? i mean it's a corvid okay but we don't know if it's a raven or a crow it's it's black and it and it's got the same shape sure yeah in lore though i think ravens are the ones who are in fairies uh, the, mm. the fairy people of sort of souls right perhaps so maybe what, what, what would you prefer to call them crow a crow okay because we'll it sounds crow. it's sillier i'm crow uh, but uh, you, you play as a crow who who works for this business that uh, is who, who goes out and seeks the souls of the dead and just kind of brings them back and puts them in a orb, I suppose, into their headquarters. And the yeah. and the idea is that like his job is just kind of monotonous. Like even when the headquarters is like it's very black and white and yeah, the and, whole game has a muted <laughs> tone. It's not very vivid. Um, well, the the headquarters is, is meant to look that way. Oh, and then the headquarters, out, yeah, headquarters extra like dreary looking but the whole game doesn't have a lot of brightness to it oh do you remember the forest area it, that that place is very green and it's if a lot of green you want to compare it to like other games like let's just say mario odyssey where like colors oh, sure. are really vivid so the game is kind of it's meant to look cohesive like that you know yeah i guess there is like a foggy grayness kind of overlaying the entire game yeah um but yeah so it's, it's kind of a sad story it is kind of sad yeah so the the premise is that like you're so you're going out on a, on another assignment to go pick up the soul uh it kind of goes wrong and you are tasked to go get the soul because another older crow kind of took it from you. you kind of have to find out what that crow is doing, gathering souls who doesn't work for the organization that you work for. Uh, and what that has to do with um, the kind of seedy things going on. So there is like a cool lore to it, which I, which you and I both found pretty fascinating kind of gripped us the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, because you see little like, because um, if you stay in the world where you where you collect the souls too long, you as the crow will also um, transpire. Because uh, oh know, yeah, yeah, like That's you. Right. Ha- so, I mean, there's not a time limit. There's no like t- timer. Like oh, you've been in the world too long. Yeah, it's just like the lore implies like if you stayed too long, you would die. Yeah, you'll um, age because I guess the, yeah. the, the the soul reapers they age differently yeah uh, they, or they they can be around for centuries because it's their job to be that way yeah um, yeah but yeah it, it's a fascinating mystery gameplay wise if you don't know it's kind of like a top-down isometric um 
action action I guess action platformer. Um, is there really RP- platforming? There's a little bit of platforming. Yeah, not I mean, like there, a lot. There's some puzzle platforming, I suppose. Oh um, well, where you have to like fall down to like different um, levels and then get to a different area. Okay. So there's like some of that, but it's mostly like combat based. Oh um, yeah, heavy. Yeah, exploration based. So Dark very, Souls. The combat is similar to like a Dark Souls type game with um, old school Legend of Zelda, like links to, link to the past type of gameplay as well so it's got it, it basically checks all the boxes of stuff that i'm interested in you know oh it's yeah. very fun to watch i tried to play it though and i don't like i don't like that idea of like oh you gotta have perfection and yeah there's timing involved and with the, this with whole the like dark soul stuff is not for me i'm i nope one day one day maybe you'll get into elden ring <laughs> i don't know that i don't yeah, but this but was a, it was super cute and yeah. interesting. Well worth, um, and the ending was good enough. Yeah, the ending for was being actually like a smaller game, surprisingly like emotional and um, a very satisfying end to the narrative. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely worth playing. It, it doesn't take too long either. It doesn't as long overstate. As you don't die a bunch of times because that's true. There's some <laughs> tough spots that even for this yeah. skilled gamer. Now that you mention it, there is like some difficulty spikes that like kind of like. Okay, yeah, gotta, no, there's definitely a warning. There is, it is like Dark Souls. I literally would see him die and then <laughs> die again and die again. And then he'd be like, oh, wait, wait, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta make sure to do this yeah. and this. And then it die again and die again. <laughs> and I mean, some, I mean, not all the all of the enemies are like that just like the bosses yeah um that get or like kind of like pseudo bosses i don't there's know there's a couple mini bosses and then there are yeah. four big bosses before you get to the final boss yeah but some 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 of those i guess were just like maybe it was just their attack types that were like throwing you off or something cuz sometimes you'd be fine but then sometimes they'd be real tough mm-hmm. you die many many times so yeah sometimes it it, sometimes it's just me like you know sometimes i'll get too aggressive when i'm supposed to be you know stepping back a little bit and learning the pattern and then you know midway just like for a lot of game bosses midway through their attack pattern changes so you have to repeat the cycle again yeah but then i'll get you know too impatient and then try to like get too aggressive and then it causes me to die and then and then we got to play this dance all over again but yeah it's got i mean was the music good i don't remember it was i remember the death music a lot yeah <laughs> oh, I think the music, the ambient music, is pretty decent. It's not memorable, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, but um, especially when compared to a lot of the games on we're going to talk about today. But um, yeah, I mean, it's overall, it's a it's a really good game. I just I do recommend it. You, I mean, hopefully, if you like those kinds of games, yeah, it was fun to watch as a backseat gamer. Yeah, if you're looking uh, for a good indie gem, uh, definitely pick this up. If you want it physically, you got to go to. Uh, Special reserve games. I, I think they still have it on sale. I think they're still in stock. Some, I think they're still sending me emails like, "Hey, go pick up that store. We still have it on sale." Um, that's the only place to get it. Uh, it might come to stores at some point, but uh, that's why we took so long to play it. Like, yeah. I think we saw it at a at like an event e- or something, E3 or something, or, or like not E three, but like yeah, some PlayStation. No, no, no. It, it would have been. It would have been. It would have been Xbox because it came out on Xbox first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then it. Came well, it was on. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Because yeah. we, I remember seeing it and be like, "Oh, that looks interesting." Yeah. Bird. Bird. Yeah. It, yeah. Immediately. Again, it checks all the boxes of uh, you know, stuff that you and I like together. So this seems like and the it's perfect. Super cute. And the bird rolls. He rolls. He does. He does a little somersault. <laughs> a little dodge roll. Yeah. 
little dodge roll. He's so cute. And oh, he's got he's got a little the idol animation saber. too. Hmm? Oh yeah, does yeah. he does. He does like bird, like quirky twitches. You know, bird mannerisms, like checking around and yeah. tilting his head. Oh, does cute little things too. Like uh, you know, oh. sometimes there are signs on the in in the world that kind of point you in like in a direction. Like oh, enchanted forest. You know, and it puts an arrow this way. If you slice it and try to read it, half the text is cut off. Yeah, Which there's really there, there's like like really rich things in the game. There's like cute things, things that make you feel not as sad because some parts of it are kind of sad. Yeah, it's a um, game about death, so it's inherently sad. You know, yeah, but you... there's some stuff that's like, oh yeah, because there's actually kind of a, a part at the end that's pretty uplifting. Yeah. Um, and then there's this... like some side characters too that are very memorable. Like I'm thinking oh, specifically very... of like Pothead, who's guy who with a literal pot for his head and he's filled with soup <laughs> and like i won't spoil who he is in relation to some of the other characters in the game but like he actually has a very like interesting story and like yeah. what he's doing in the what he's doing in the world um yeah but overall it's just a really decent game and um i recommend i both of us recommend just anyone picking it up if it's available to you uh moving on here uh Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites. Uh, this is a reboot. And I think you should say where you played these because we played that store on Switch. Oh, we played it, it on Switch. It yes. might be uh, available, you know, you said on Xbox, but. Yeah, it came out first on Xbox. Uh, Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites. This was a limited run games um, re um, reissue that I, I picked up. I was into the Blood Rain games in the PlayStation 1 era. Uh, and this is kind of like the refreshing reboot of it. It's very rough around their edges. I'd have, to, I'd probably have to say this is my least favorite game I played in 2022. Um, but it's, it takes like two out two, two and a half hours to finish. So, you know, if, if, maybe check it out, see, see a trailer and it, it seems like something that's interesting to you. Maybe go check that out. Uh, and then there's Haven. Uh, we played that on switch, a very interesting little indie game, uh, with a very interesting premise. You play as a husband and wife. You can control both of them. Wait, can't you also? It's not necessarily husband and wife. You can change it. Oh, well, yes. You play as partners. Yeah, yeah romantic so partners. there's a option to change like the genders. So you can change the gender. You don't have to be forced partner, into yeah. a heterosexual relationship. Yeah, you that's can true. Have it. Or you can still make it a heterosexual relationship where you just switch the the the, the genders of the of the character of the pre- of the protagonists of what they originally were. Oh, okay. Because this was a future. This is a future update. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. I thought I was just making it like same sex. Which you can do. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that was a feature update that they patched in because people, because uh, uh, I guess the fan base like requested it, and mm, okay. and they and they went all out. They even re-recorded voices for that. Yeah. Which is really cool. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Um, so that's so Haven, husband and husband and wife, yeah. or or partners. Yeah. So you, so a ri- well the way we played it, we played it as husband and wife who uh tr- who escaped their home planet. Uh, exiled themselves from a home planet, landed on this kind of deserted planet together to escape kind of the oppression of that home planet because they all they're also a planet that's very utilitarian and they um, partner Some, they assign they, partners they assign partners roles in life like yeah. your career and mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there were some other aspects yeah so uh, so it's a very cool game that's very heavy on exploration uh, what do you think about it. It looks cool to just kind of float around because you kind of, you kind of, the traversal is you kind of 
kind of hover above the ground yeah. using this like special energy that the planet has. Yeah. But I mean, and the, the story ended up being interesting and I like that there was different um, paths, you know, it wasn't just a single ending. Yeah. Um, but depending on how you and your partner are getting along, I suppose. And the, cause there's also, there's also like story related choices you make between the two of you. And depending on the choices you make, it'll affect the ending at the end. Like I thought it was interesting. I mean, in it, maybe I didn't quite sit through the whole game. So I didn't see like all the dialogue between the characters. It was, it was like decent. Yeah. I think it's worth playing. Uh, and it I wasn't think like, it just wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I have to play this myself. Like it, it was sure. just kind of like, Oh, this is, this is cool. Yeah. And if you, if you just want like a nice chill game. That yeah. It, yeah. It's to, very Zen. Yeah. That. Especially the traversal, like you were saying. It's, yeah. It's just so. Well, even I think the music, I remember feeling. Yeah. It's got this kind of soft ambient with like techno. And then vibe. all the colors are very like, um, I remember seeing like a lot of pastels, mm-hmm. but also like with a lot of cut- red pops. Yeah, so there's, there's other there's other colors, but I feel like it has a bit of a like pastel spacey theme. So mm-hmm. interesting color scheme, um, but mellow. Yeah, yeah, not like too like n- like like uh gr- like intense contrast or extremely vibrant colors. Just remember it being pretty mellow. Yeah. And, uh, and again, like, I think overall it's just worth playing. Um, even if you're not super invested into the narrative, I just think over as an overall package and it won't take you too long to, I think maybe like six to eight hours if you kind of rush it. Yeah. I mean, with the story, I'm not quite sure why it didn't hook me more. Hmm. Like, I feel like the story was really good. And I think the writing is good too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because it's kind of slow because it is just about your day to day interactions with your partner, their events that eventually happen, which then you respond to those. But, I think the game's just mostly centered on your interactions with your partner, mm-hmm. going out, collecting resources and kind of exploring the world. Um, and, and you can take all of that at your own pace too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess the reason it didn't really um, uh, hook me in is just cause it just kind of felt slow. Like really, okay. really like it kind of just felt, you know, if I just want to meander and, and just kind of like have a, like a relationship yeah. Or like, uh, see, be a third eye uh, on a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, cause you do kind of pick, I don't know if you, can you choose where the relationship goes or cause it's, you could choose dialogue options. Yeah. And, and that affects and, the and, ending. Oh, it does. Okay. But, I mean, overall the two have a very healthy relationship and they communicate and they forgive one another and things like that. So up until the ending, for the most part, the, for the painting with a broad stroke, that relationship kind of remains the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but yeah. And, and then there's a combat, um, th- there's combat aspects to it too, which oh, isn't like right. too deep. It's yeah. just kind of like you pick options, but the, the interesting thing about it they, is that like you control both of them and then the left side of the controller com- c- controls one of the partners and the right side of the controller controls the other one. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember, it's, I remember the combat looking kind of interesting. Yeah. So there's a, there's a unique strategy to that. Like, you know, controlling them at the same time very brothers a tale of two sons uh that's a game from joseph ferris the maker of a uh, um it takes two. Oh, it's, it's one of his, one of his, his studio's first games oh dang he's always thinking innovation very interesting yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so haven it's, it's worth it's worth at least looking into if if you're not going to pick it up so uh, at least you know 
watch a trailer, maybe watch some yeah. extended gameplay, and then see if that's a game that you might want to pick up. Uh, Ender Lilies, Quietest of the Night, is a game I'm currently playing right now on Switch. Uh, I guess this game has been around for a couple years. Uh, it came out on consoles in 2021. It came out physically just recently. Uh, and it's this cool art, watercolored art, very gothic, oppressive-looking art style Um with it's like a metroidvania side-scrolling type game with uh, kind of difficult combat mm. uh, so again checking mark a lot of things that i like uh but uh i'm, I'm still in the middle of this uh at the moment so i don't have too much to say so, but i'm very so funny that you're literally playing like three games at once yeah i mean just picking <laughs> up things here and then putting it down and then picking up another thing some of these are like kind of low effort low not oh. low effort low investment oh you, know? well, you don't the, have a lot know, to kinda, remember or yeah exactly uh, the Pathless. This is a okay. launch game for the PlayStation Five. It also came back, came out on uh, last gen uh, consoles as well. Uh, this is the game where you play as that kind of nameless ninja with the hawk. Yes. Yeah, so this is mostly like red, white, and black. Yeah. Color well, palette. Exactly. And there's like the really cool, like interesting traversal again, where you just kind of like. Well, I did. I did leaping. when you were like, I don't know, going to the kitchen or something. I did play. Oh, remember, I remember. Do you remember? Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I came back really and you were playing it for me. Exhilarating. Um, and again, bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does have a, an exhilarating, like, sort of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me of another game. Hmm. Haven. <laughs> no, like even faster than mm. that. There was another game that's kind of bouncy, like forward, like that. Like it, it's almost like rather than striding forward or like going forward, you're literally taking leaps forward. But it doesn't look like you're leaping. Hmm. Like it almost like it's like your um, midair. You're just getting you're you're tr- you're you're progressing forward in space farther than so that's, it's not quite a leap but it just it looks and feels like that mm, I, so it feels I think like I you're know, going so fast i think i know what you're talking about but like it's not yeah there was another game kind mind, of like that yeah, yeah that but, might have been something from a previous year yeah yeah something or something something maybe that we saw in a trailer for a future game that you just haven't played or yeah. or like yeah we watch a lot of trailers and we're like oh that looks interesting but then maybe we don't yeah. get to it uh, i picked up the physical on this on a sale from i am 8bit.com uh so thank you to them uh and yeah this was just a fun little experience that uh, it was How a nice was it uh it took me like six seven hours to finish oh, okay so not long thing. it's not a very big game it's a great little small game to pick up if you're looking for a nice um it's pretty relaxing, even though there's like a, a, a looming threat. It's it's a game you can't take at your own pace. Not a lot of collect a uh, collect a collect a thon stuff to do if you're into that. Um, but it, it and you played it on PS5, yeah. Okay, so um, so they didn't have trophies of any kind. Oh, there was there was, and I think I'll go back and get all those trophies. They don't they didn't they, they weren't, weren't like difficult ones. But They're were just, they like um uh something where you had to do timed or because he says you can't it's not collecting so collecting is not. oh there is collecting there's like oh. find all these artifacts clear all this clear all the uh, the corruption from this area stuff like that oh okay yeah so it, it's 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 stuff like that there's some busy work but it's worth I think it's getting not those. it's kind of is it kind of like strays where they were like minimalistic. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah For I'd a six-hour game, you can't can't jam pack stuff in there. Yeah, it, it, I, I I'd have to reread the trophy list just to just to see. But I remember it was it wasn't like a it wasn't one that was like oh I, I'm never gonna do this. And then how was the ending? Because I never even I never saw it or asked you. Um, 
the narrative isn't the strongest point, but there is a narrative. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the narrative, just like with um, other game or Death Door, I suppose, just like Death Door, like the narrative just exists for the for the gameplay, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it like I said, but it, it is worth it if you see it like on the PlayStation Store or something for like five bucks. It's, it's very exhilarating if you like fast yeah. games. The traversal is really good, and there's a lot of good like dual sense. Um, mm. Uh, stuff involved yeah. in it as well. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. This is one game. I didn't finish it. Uh, I started it this year, but it's a very long uh, classic RPG. Uh, it's very, oh. it's very cozy. It, you know, it's it's you know, that Akira Toriyama anime style from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, you know, he he lends his talents to all the Dragon Quest games. Uh, I guess he only does franchises with dragon in the name hmm. um so this is from 2019 is this something you wanted to play for a long time or something yeah and i picked it up on a, a very very good sale like a couple years ago and i just recently just now picked uh, uh pick played it because i knew it was like 50 you know it takes 57 hours just to finish the the story and i'm about oh. halfway mm. there before i Plus you're still you're still you guys still have to finish that one <laughs> yeah i gotta pick it back up again but if you're a fan of like old school rpgs like uh you know stuff that i grew up on then it's definitely worth uh, picking it up because it's just it feels at home. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, another game I picked up physically uh, on a sale, like for ten bucks. I think online, I think on the eShops and the other stores, it's like fifteen mm-hmm. something like that. So I got it, you know, cheaper than they would sell it digitally. This is a game that takes like an hour and a half, two hours to fi- uh, to finish, and it's basically just a very long interactive music video with yeah it's like purple white mm-hmm. um there's like black i mean i remember seeing a lot of purples but i know there's other colors but yeah but it's, it's kind of like silhouette kind of like uh i don't know at least the old um uh uh was those um uh what was, what was that was this dance the, the, oh dance uh, just dance just dance you're yeah, right yeah. it does look like just dance. yeah yeah like <laughs> how, how the characters are just like silhouettes yeah um with like clothing the, on yeah yeah, but it's like I don't know. They're on motorcycles and it's a, there's vehicles. a lot of motorcycle and I mean, like very fast traversal stuff like it that. It looks yeah. So another game that's really fast, but it has like a smooth. Um, yeah, so it's it's essentially a rhythm game. Uh, like I said, it's like an hour and a half, two hour long music video uh, that's interact. Uh, it's interactive, and there's a very touching narrative about like really? um, about. A, it's about like sad stuff like oh. sad relationship stuff and like what yeah missing somebody <laughs> oh yeah but it, it seemed like a game that would be about something like that yeah the narrative is actually told through the through what you see in the rhythm game stuff oh, so okay. you you piece together all of the stuff at the end because uh, it, it, it is like essentially once you hit start boom you're like in the story right now like mm. you're, you're you're going and then uh, you, you, you'll note you start to notice a theme going on with uh, for each stage that you go through, and then you kind of piece together the narrative there. Ah, okay. So you're not you're not ever told what it actually means. You have to just kind of figure it out. Um, it's not it's not like an elusive type of narrative. Like it's pretty clear what the narrative is about by the time you're done with it. So okay. it's not. I guess you could you know misconstrue it, or misconstrue something. or um, you know put it up to your own interpretation in one way or another. But it, it's very clearly about like one. One, one, one thing with it. it's very touching it, it, it kind of choked me up a little bit without... and then you said the music was really good i mean i feel oh, like music great <laughs> i feel like maybe i saw you play it but because it is just like a quick hour two hours or whatever mm-hmm. 
I mean, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Uh, and yeah, if you want to just listen to the music, the soundtrack's actually available on streaming services as well. So, so they, you can play, you can listen to the original game. music, right? All original music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, River City Girls, a game I've been wanting to play for a few years now. Uh, finally, kind of just said like, "Hey, f it, I'm gonna I'm gonna import it." And you know, get get you imported that? Yeah, I did. From where? <laughs> uh, PlayAsia.com. Wow. Yeah, because there was a physical of there was a physical edition that came to the U.S., but that was a very limited run, and I missed and I missed it. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you've just been waiting for the physical to play this one? I was waiting for like some sort of reissue, but I was like, you know what? I want to play this now because I, I it was that this was after the announcement of River City Girls two. And uh, he's like, "Well, I want to play this now." So I, I before just, the second one comes out, yeah, I just I just imported it. Uh, the switch, the the switch, if you don't know, is actually uh, not region locked, so you can play games from different countries. And most Wait, games. What do you mean region locked? Back in the day, consoles were locked to the region that you bought them in, so you can only play uh, games from the U.S. Oh, like the um, it's not that you couldn't play it in another country you just couldn't play games that were yeah um but, but how would the the games have like code on it to prevent mm-hmm. you if you're if it wasn't compatible with the console yep that's that's stupid yeah which is why consoles don't do that anymore why it doesn't even make sense like uh, i don't know why it was that maybe it was something to do with piracy i don't know mm, it's possible perhaps or like i mean i guess it makes sense if you're like I don't know, in an oppressive country, but I mean, all these game makers and the... Yeah, well, the world is more global these days than it was, you know, 20 years ago anyway. So, um, yeah, but anyway, uh, the Switch is is unlocked for all regions. Uh, So when I imported this, it had the English dub and all the English stuff in there. So it automatically knew, like, oh, this is an English Switch. So that's good. So I didn't have to do anything with that. What did you think of this? It's cute. Yeah. I like that, like, you buy, like, makeup and that gives you, like, power-ups. Yeah, you know, you get, like, just, makeup like, and purses and stuff. It's kind of silly stuff, you know, like, oh, that's not going to make you fight better. But <laughs> it, it, that is what those do. Um, and, like, even other things, like, oh, let me go buy some ramen. Well, that makes sense. But then other things, like, let me buy a special bra. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of got, like, a female, like, beat-em-up flair, you know? It's yeah. Because it's, like, there's, there's a lot you of, know, like... usually beat-em-ups are all, like you know male, masculine masculine yeah. focus but this one kind of ha- puts a twist on it yeah it's right a, because it's, it is it's, a it's intentionally like a feminine version like a, like a feminine empowerment version of like old school well, this is, from like the this 90s. is this is a game that you said because river city rampage was a, a very popular um beat up from the 90s and the the main characters of those games are the boyfriends of the girls in River City Girls. So yeah. they were kidnapped, essentially, uh, uh, or one of them got a text while they were in class. They're like, "Oh, your your our boyfriends got kidnapped. We got to go rescue them." So you have to like fight the students who are preventing you from leaving the class, <laughs> and then you fight the school who is preventing you from leaving the school, and then you fight like the. Uh, the counselor or something who's this big gigantic like 10 foot woman 10 foot tall woman (laughs) so it's like super absurd like that and it's just a very fun uh very fun to play uh uh beat them up and it's fun to play like even just by yourself but i want to play this like oh right you can two you can two players person two two players which is a shame because most like old school beat-em-ups 
could do like four, sometimes up to six characters all at once. Well, I mean, it is just about two girls. So like, who else True. are you going to add in? Well, I mean, like, spoiler alert, like you, you can unlock the boyfriends later. So yeah. uh, that would be great. Like maybe if you, pl- if you beat the game, like, hey, you just unlocked four player co-op. It's got an interesting ending. <laughs> ending I love the ending. So cool. It made I us love... both like laugh out loud. It was yeah, so good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> and again, not a super long game. I think it took me like three, maybe about three and three and a half hours to get through the first run. And then I started a second run with the other girl I didn't play as. Um, Why does that have like special uh, pathing or like special? No, it's just because uh, I knew that, you know, I did want to play this co-op like with Zoe or at least. Uh, and because she's interested in this game. So I wanted to make sure that like both characters were of even level. Oh, they when like we did that. Oh, OK, because they level up. Yeah, because you can uh, make so you your health. Leveling it up. Yeah, you can make your health bigger. You can unlock new moves, um, unlock new bras. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this, yeah, it's just it's quir- quirky and, and interesting. Yeah, I think by the time this episode comes out, I think River City Girls is already out. Uh, I might be mistaken. R- but it, River City Girls 2? I'm sorry, 2. It might okay. be already out. So um, you, I, I, I doubt you have to like understand the story of River City Girls 1 to, and to get to 2. I, mean, I haven't like, even seen the trailer for 2. So uh, it, this- If you didn't know it was a, a, a trailer for River City Girls 2, you would just think it's River City Girls 1. Mm. So it, it's not a very interesting trailer. But um, but it's like, how does, f- from what we know, the ending <laughs> to be, how does that... Well, those boys are in the trailer for River City Girls 2. Mm. So, so maybe... I don't know, maybe we should look into getting mm. River City Girls 2 at some need a, point. We need closure. <laughs> this is the narrative that's been keeping me up at night, love. No, <laughs> we need to goodness, know. Oh my goodness. But check out part two if, if that seems interesting to you. Uh, so now the seven games are the, the ones I considered on my top ten. So uh, the only one here that did mostly not... Switch games, mostly Switch, or at games. least played on Switch. Yeah, um, uh, uh, the, all the games that we've talked about, the Pathless is the only one that that was not a Switch game. Yes. Uh, so you you've been Switch centric ever I've since. I've been so Switch, especially now that you know we have that second Switch. Yes. So uh, you know that's kind of freed it up for me to play all these games you wanted to play and Absolutely. just haven't oh, had a my, chance. My backlog. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only one here uh, that is not from 2022 is his game Moonlighter. So I heard about this uh, once again from a Switch-centric YouTube channel called Switch Up that you and I watch, love. And uh, they had a... I, don't, I forget what the topic was, but like they brought up Moonlighter and they just couldn't stop talking singing its praises about how great it is and what a cool premise it is and if you don't know uh moonlighter's premise is that you run an item shop during the day and then you raid dungeons at night and all the loot and stuff you pick up at the dungeons you sell in your item you shop. only need like an hour of sleep or not that at all exactly <laughs> <laughs> um there there is sleep in the game but like it doesn't affect you at all Mm. maybe it affects you in the harder mm. difficulties i don't know mm. um but uh yeah. so it has levels yeah so the gameplay loop is extremely addicting mm. uh, i love so this the... th- this game kind of reminds me of stardew valley in that like the the days are short mm-hmm. um, you have to manage your time yeah time yeah. management selling things you have to like kind of 
figure out how to sell things like the best way you know yeah. like it's interesting too because you can set your price whatever you want but then customers will come in and take a look at the item and you have to kind of read their expression they'll do like a sad face i'm like oh i'm not buying this or they'll reluctantly buy it like when they'll make an angry face so you know oh, okay the prices might be a little too high or they'll be like Oh, cha-ching, I got this for a steal. Like this guy doesn't so, know what he yeah, has. you don't know what your you don't know what <laughs> prices to 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 um uh label things as. That's I think the the big part is like trying to figure out you don't want to like undersell it, so you have to kind of figure out based on other things you've sold before. Mm-hmm. And there's also an item shop in the in the town that you work at. But isn't that like three times the amount or something? Yes. So, so you can like gauge, you have to kind of try to figure that yeah, out. You can yeah. gauge your price based on what your competitor is selling as right, well. Right. Okay. So it's such a cool, interesting game. And like, and then there's thieves. <laughs> oh yeah. People can come in and rob you. And don't you have to like tackle them? Yes. Yeah. You catch someone robbing you in your store. You can run up to them really quick and like do a dodge roll and tum- and, and you guys get into a scuffle and you just, <laughs> and they just, just, just yeah and, and i love that there's like a sale rack so mm-hmm. and that's like part of it too like that makes people buy more because yeah. then they feel like it incentivizes they, them yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting it's such a it's like a it's like a if you really like um sort of the psychology of shopping yeah <laughs> but then at the same time there's a there's this awesome well-made dungeon crawler that's the other half of the game and that's a very addicting part too because um if you die or pass out in the dungeons you lose all the items you're carrying so you have this delicate balance of like okay i've run out of space in my in my pack do i just leave right now or do i attempt to go for this boss that like i'm so close to getting right but i've got a little bit of health so you have to manage that as well so it's it's this very addicting loop um that i've never played before like a loop like this and it just kept me kept me coming back and it kept me thinking about these prices and it kept me thinking about the store and and, and i uh, almost feel like maybe you would like to actually play stardew valley but on your own not when i'm already a you're a, telling me a how billionaire to <laughs> in the game um right. and uh you know like yeah and unfortunately maybe i spoiled everything for you but maybe like in a couple of years you can play it and you forget yeah, when i refresh my memory when, when my memory is all wiped yeah so that way because it is interesting i think you would like it a lot um it's just because there there's so much stuff you can do. Yeah. I mean, this one's more focused, but I mean, there is were... a strategy. Like, you know, oh, should I only sell the things that sell for a lot, but they don't grow as fast? Or right. um, and then do I wait to process them? Or like because it's you know mostly produce in the beginning, but then there's also the animal products and yeah. Um, but then there's also like maybe don't even do the farm stuff at all. And oh, and then there's different map layouts. I haven't even done that. There's mm. like there's like a monster one. So you literally start out with monsters on your farm. <laughs> there's one that's like a like a, a late like a it's like a river like so you actually have a river going through your so that's why you're like probably focusing more on fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Makes so sense. there's different like maps that you can start your format on. So, you know, and yeah, which I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll do one day. Yeah. Cause then it's like different way to approach it and you know, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Moonlighter is just this fascinating game and I guarantee you, if you pick it up, it will be unlike any other game that you've ever played. So but yeah, um, and, it, and I liked it. It looks, it, I feel like someday I'll play it. Probably, yeah. And the art style, interesting. the art style is like some of the best pixel art I've ever yeah, seen so in my life. Art. Very expressive pixel art. Yeah. And, uh, and at the end of the day too, it also made me recontextualize in other games and RPGs in general, um, the, the, the shop owners. Cause it made me think like, 
hey, I wonder if this guy, like, where'd he get his items from? Did he have to, like, go loot them from some dungeon <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where'd he get them? <laughs> so, yeah, very, very interesting game. Uh, I know you didn't watch me play this one, uh, so I won't talk too much about uh, this next game, Death Death's Gambit Afterlife. Get another recommendation from Switch Up. Uh, this is an, another, uh, repeat after me, side-scrolling action platformer Metroidvania type game with a very unique pixel art uh, art style <laughs> i played a lot of those this this year apparently well i mean also there's a lot come out so but this one came out this year yes. Moonlighter is from 2018 so. yes so this one came out this year this is so afterlife is like the the re-release of it uh oh, from what okay. i've been reading death's gambit originally came out like 2018 2019 and it just like was crashing it was in bad oh, shape okay. the gameplay was bad oh so um, they revamped it so the developers they did the right thing and they revamped it and people who had the game originally got a free update for Afterlife, and like oh, nice. they got the actual like good version of it. And the combat is like, is is just Dark Souls. Okay. It's legit just Dark Souls. There's a stamina <laughs> bar and everything like that. So that's kind of the gimmick of it. It's a Metroidvania with mixed with Dark Souls. Um, very cool. Uh, very oppressive. Very difficult. I managed to get through it. So it was a it was, it was a tough game, but I got through it. Um, and, and yeah, if 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 you like Metroidvanias, you- if you like Dark Souls types games. Why, why was it so good to be in your almost top 10? Uh, just because everything is just so well made. Uh, okay. I, but I, uh, granted, I haven't played the original version to, com- to compare. Yeah, but maybe don't compare the original. You mean the, the janky one? The janky one is what oh. I mean. Yeah, yeah I so. would say just compare what they fixed. You but know? I mean, compared to like other from software type of games, the combat is pretty on par with like the strategy uh, with that, you know, you're just, you're just doing it on a 2d plane instead of like the whole 3d space with the camera and everything. Mm. Um, and the level design's great. Uh, great, great monster designs, great music. Um, it's just an overall really good package. And sometimes the bosses maybe want to pull what's left of my hair out. Uh, and, <laughs> but then, you know, you, you think about it, you, you pay attention to their attack patterns and you're like, Oh, this boss is a cakewalk so um yeah it's 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 kind of just like those from software games where if you just stop and think about it for a little bit you can get through it Um, dodgeball academia so uh we play this on switch uh and we saw this at like a nintendo direct or something or an indie direct so do you if you love turn-based rpgs if you love the tv show the amazing world of gumball and if you love absurd comedy then this is the perfect game for you. Uh, I, I, I waited, I, I patiently waited for the release date of this game. It finally came out, and uh, it did not disappoint. I absolutely love Dodgeball Academia, and I thought for sure this was going to be like a top ten game for me. I mean, it would have been if there was sucky games. <laughs> yeah, it would have <laughs> been in like a different year, but yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, because this year was so stacked with uh, great games, great big epic games. Uh, this one, uh, this one just kind of you know relegated to an honorable mention but uh highly recommend this one i think you can get into this one as well i mean uh, it looked cute i thought it was a little like you were literally attacking with a dodgeball i think yeah so nice. so imagine like a turn-based rpg um where all of your attacks are dodgeball based and you can like block and dodge with the ball when for uh, for incoming attacks and you can do like super moves like you can light the ball on fire and then throw it to somebody and this person might be like covered in ice so they're weak against the fireball oh wow <laughs> the literal fireball <laughs> so it's very cool the the humor like is legitimately funny uh and uh like it made me just want to uh 
keep thinking about it and uh, make me want to keep coming back to it. Uh, oh, whoops. We, we doubled up on Nintendo Switch Sports. I was just Let's looking at the next that. one and Switch Sports again. <laughs> so a game we are currently playing, and thank goodness it was on a really good sale okay. recently, so. a Plague Tale Requiem we're playing on PlayStation 5. Uh, yes. What do you think of this so far? Um, I think I don't remember the original, like how it looked, but it looks good. I mean, it's not like the the best. Yeah, we haven't revisited the the previous one since the last time we played it, which I think was like 2019. Yeah. Um, but um, but it looks really good. Um, visually, it got a huge upgrade. Um, and I only just remember it because I watched the story recap just to oh, okay. catch ourselves back up what what's going on in the story. Uh, Game of the Year nominee as well. Yeah, I, I like I was that's what actually surprised me because like we were already like, yeah, we want to play this. But then when I saw it was nominated, I was like, we maybe for like game of the year. I was like, we should play this. I mean, this this like under the radar game from a uh, Plague Tale. It was just called a Plague Tale, right? Mm-hmm. Not a Plague Tale Innocence. Right. Like it was just under the radar game. All of a sudden its sequel is like literally nominated for game of the year and also nominated for best narrative yeah so it had a bunch of um uh nominations it's like oh we should i mean it almost felt bad when we were like trying to um figure out what we would vote yeah when we were voting we're like oh i wish we knew what a plague tale um like how that was but we hadn't played it yet yeah um, for the game awards so and uh you know we we're still in the middle of it i or we're on chapter eight right now, mm-hmm. so like we're I'd say we're still in the middle of it. According to Google, there's seventeen so, chapters. Oh, okay. So we're we're basically right in the middle of it. So hard to make a judgment call, but I'm really it's, enjoying it's it. It's looking so far. interesting with like some of the acting. Um, it's got some interesting character development. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really like ooh, like like friends or foes. Foes are friends. Well, just stuff that's like new. It's not like from the first game yeah you know some some and it it also narratively makes sense like the change in um oh demeanor uh, uh yeah of yeah. certain characters you know um but it makes him interesting so yeah i'm really interested to see uh where this goes and i i actually want to at least hold the controller because mike gets oh, freaked out yes because um, yeah, you, why would you not mention that? Sorry, but yeah, thank you for mentioning that. So we're playing this on PlayStation Five, which is which has the DualSense controller. Oh, and then it, it's about rats. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Thank Massive you waves, like oceans of rats. Literal tsunamis of rats. Yeah, they just like <laughs> run on top of each other and like basically just like form like water water rats. The, the tech that they created to make these rats in the game. I'm super fascinated by, but I'm also super skeeved out by. So because we're playing this on PlayStation 5 with the dual sense, if you're near these swarms of rats, you can feel them crawling on your hands with the dual sense. Creepy. And next time we play the game. Um, yeah, he's always you. like, oh, I don't like it. It feels weird. <laughs> like, honey, they're crawling on me. I hate it. <laughs> and sometimes I have, I'll have like the dual sense like on my lap because I'm sitting on the couch. And if I feel the rats on my leg, I'll pick up the controller because <laughs> I don't <laughs> want them crawling on me. Uh, Splatoon 3, uh, Zoe and I talked about this on her episode a couple of weeks ago. Having loads of fun with this. Uh, there's just some few network issues here and there. Uh, we had our first Splatfest a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Team Fire 1, of course, because why else would you choose any other Pokemon to wait, the wait, Fire 1? Team Fire? It was water. No, Zoe was Team Water. 
No, we were water. Oh, right. I mean, silly because we were. We we've always gone with the the um. I don't know. It was the team the blue? Like, yeah, we've always gone with the blue. So you picked water. That's what I meant. I meant yeah, I'm like, water wait, what are you talking about? Because why would you choose a fire Pokemon or a leaf Pokemon? Anyway, Splatoon 3 continues to be a great game. And uh, yeah, not too much to talk about. There is a story mode and I haven't really been touching it too much. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. This is the second beat-em-up I played this year. Uh, and oh boy, the the, the nostalgia. The, 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 it makes me feel like I'm five again. Uh, haven't I had such a great time? I went through this game twice with two different characters. I played as uh, Donnie, and uh, when you finish the game, you unlock Casey Jones. Uh, so I played again with Casey Jones, and the, the there's this. The game was very smart to include jump in, pop pop in, and pop out co-op. So I turned on online uh, because we have Switch Online, and just throughout my adventure through New York, taking out goons, uh, people just came in and picked other cut characters and we and we got through that game pretty quickly <laughs> it's a, a it look it looks cute looks like there's like little funny funny um animations yeah a little cute well not cute but like just like oh that's clever of you that's it's, yeah that's so like it gives it flair it's either the first stage or the second stage you go to a um uh, a tv studio where april o'neill works and like the Foot Clan and Shredder and his, and his goons are in there. So while you're going through, you you go through the different TV sets. The Foot Clan have already infiltrated, and some of them are like, you know, rolling dough on the cooking show. <laughs> some of them are just like, you know, typing at like the, the the cubicles. Some of them are just kind of like hanging out by the water cooler. <laughs> yeah, and, I, th- those little animations are just like. Yeah, incredibly fun. The game is just so expressive and just full of life, and the the, the music is so good. And um, yeah, just just for 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 kids like me who grew up with Ninja Turtles, this is like the perfect game. Mike really wants us to play. I mean, maybe. Please, please. <laughs> well, I leveled up. I leveled up Donnie and Casey Jones. Eventually. Okay. Eventually, we'll play. I'll protect you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now to the top ten proper. Uh, let's go ahead and start his uh, actual ranked list. Da, 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 da. Starting with now, this is going to sound like I intentionally divided the console games uh, in half, um, but uh, I, so, I, I promise this was not intentional. So technically, isn't this? This is my number ten. Oh, okay, because that number is different. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, the distance. Okay, so yeah. so this is your number so. ten. So again, keep Switch. in mind. Yeah, keep in mind. It's gonna. This is gonna. When I'm naming these games, it's gonna seem like I intentionally bid like all the Switch games go here, all the PS5 games go here. I promise I didn't do that intentionally. Um, like I, I love these Switch games, and you know, I, I, there just happen to be six more games on other consoles that I, that I like better. So uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, Switch wins the award for most played console this year for sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, Number 10, Bayonetta 3. Now, I almost didn't want to put this on the list because of the ending. The ending's really bad. And didn't really like a certain character, a new character with new mechanics. So I like her as a character. I think she's a fascinating character and a great addition to the lore, the very dopey lore. But she has this one mechanic that just drove me up the wall. And every time the game forced me to play as her, I just wanted it to end. And I was just like, I just, just 
make me a Bayonetta, please. I don't want to deal with this character's very frustrating mechanic. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Bayonetta 1 and 2. Uh, what did you think of 3? Did, did, did 3 kind of move the needle for you she as far as like... She turned into a train. She can turn into a train. Yes. That's wacky. <laughs> Choo-choo. I mean, I thought it was a little weird because you have these kaiju monsters Mm -hmm. battling each other that's kind of the big gimmick of part three but then she's all like tiny and running around it's a little it's a little weird because how do you focus on something super tiny and super big at the same time that's part of the strategy so you Mm. have to focus on making sure bayonetta doesn't get hit when you're summoning those big kaiju monsters Mm. so bayonetta is kind of um because she's busy doing like a summoning dance she, she's basically half naked dancing. Um, so you have to protect her essentially as the kaiju monsters. Mm, okay. So other, uh, if Bayonetta gets hit, then the, the, then the summoning ends and you go back to just controlling Bayonetta. Mm, okay. So it's part of the strategy. Oh, okay. I mean, it just, it just looked interesting. I mean, it didn't look as interesting because of that, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm sure playing was a bit different. Yeah. I, I, think- I mean, the story sounded a little weird it's very weird i think like, like not in like least, a necessarily good way this is for sure and i have thought about this a lot since october this is for sure like my least favorite of the three bayonettas um there's a lot of cool ideas in here i love the the scale of the big kaiju fights i love the gimmick of like controlling a big kaiju as bayonetta and i love some of the I mean, new in weapons a sense, that's kind of what she's done before but that was just a single animation right you know that you, you know, just you just jam a button and then yeah, it like you, yeah. There's not um, you never used to you never used to be able to fully control them. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that was cool that they incorporated that into the indie game, but the 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 narrative is really it borders on bad, uh, and, and the enemy design is just boring and blah. Um, hmm. But that kind of pales in comparison to the fact that like this game is just. When you're playing as Bayonetta and you're doing the stuff you want to do, it's just so fun. It's just so fun and intuitive and some of the best action I've ever like played in my life. Was Bayonetta 3 um, nominated for anything? Best action game. Oh. And it won best action oh, game. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I must, in that way, was that the pre-show? No, that was when oh. Doug Bowser got up on stage and he was oh, like, and I shoot. expected him to be like, so the definition of an action game, because <laughs> he did that last year when Metroid Three won Best Action Game. Silly. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I was zoning out or something. Yeah. I was watching that part. Um. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Like, I, I think it just barely kind of made my top ten because it, it, it is a fun game when it wants to be. There's just a lot. There's just enough like stuff I didn't want to do in the game that kind of really bogged it down. If it, this could have been like nintendo's masterpiece for the year but instead it just kind of been like it's a really good action game that's kind of that has some poor elements to it mm. and it's stuff you can't patch either is because it's part of the overall game design wow. uh mm. eastward Next game yeah wow i'm actually surprised you put that there which i should have figured yes. out since like i hadn't heard it yet so eastward originally came out in 2021 this is my only non-2022 game on this list uh, it came out. You mean on your top ten? On my top ten, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we got. I got. I picked this up back in like February, March, something like that. Pretty, you know, early mid of the year. Um, and I said uh, originally on the Dorkia. So when I when I told Daniel I was playing this game, and you and I got like four, five hours ish in, 
to the game after that first big major event happens at that city i told daniel daniel i don't want to alarm you but i think this game might be a masterpiece (laughs) um unfortunately it didn't turn out that way and i think it has to all it all has to do with the overall unsatisfactory narrative it it's good until you realize they don't have an ending. Yeah, they don't really have an ending. The old, well, they the, do, the, but it's like one of those. It's kind of aimless. It's kind of just one of those. Oh, pretentious! Blah, blah. You know, like uh, just you know, using a bunch of fancy the, words to just say. The a bunch real of, miasma was the friends we made along the way. You know, just a bunch of fancy words <laughs> to say nothing. You're just like, oh, okay, right. got it. All so right. if you take away the poor narrative um, choices of that game, the game is still fantastic really good. combat. Super cute. Very, some of the best sprite art I've ever seen. Amazing level design. Very creative world and yeah. setting and great characters. I loved getting to know every new, almost every new character that we met. And the settings were interesting. Every new like place we went to is just this fascinating place. Like one of the places we go to is like this perpetually moving train that, 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 that is like a, that's ferrying this circus, these circus performers type of people. Um, was it? Yeah. I thought they were, Oh yeah. They were like, yeah, they were like shooting movies or something. Oh yeah. It was a, so it was like a, so it was, they were like monkeys. They were like, sentient monkeys something who like are that. filming movies yeah yeah and that's a it's bizarre and it kind of it's kind of disconnected from the overall narrative but it was still fascinating and it was still i loved meeting all those monkeys yeah <laughs> but um yeah so it's 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 it, it, the narrative is that your typical like sad dad type of thing and who lives in this underground mine sad dad <laughs> yeah there's so many games that where you play the sad dad um he's, he's a, a, he's a uh, what do you call it a um He's a surrogate. Surrogate father. Yes, silent, sad dad, surrogate father. Uh, his name is John. And one day he comes across this like sci-fi pod with this little girl in it. This little girl who has like magic powers. So the the he just kind of She's adopts a- her. And events happen in the game that kind of propel the both of you outside of the, uh, the mines. And trying to yeah. find out the truth behind where she's from and what her powers are and how it relates to the overall threat of the world. Yeah. There's like some, some really interesting and fascinating stuff, but I I don't know, maybe they wrote themselves into a corner because it was just like, Oh, well, I wonder if like, it was just maybe the developers who was a very small team from Shanghai. um, If they they just just, maybe just didn't have a lot of experience writing a lot of narrative. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, endings are the hardest, right? Yeah. Sometimes stories are all about what the ending is, uh, is trying to tell you. And unfortunately, like if, if the game had a solid narrative, I would say this is an all time great. And I would, I would gladly like put it in like my top three this year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really interesting to watch. I think I I played a little bit of it. mm -hmm. Um, Very fun. Yeah. Combat, the combat is so smooth. The art, the light RPG mechanics are addicting as well. Um, and eventually, you, was you, there an inventory management? Like, because I remember that having you like hmm. had stuff, didn't you? Not management. It's just well, like, not, you pick uh, up, I mean, like, not like, I mean, you know, you have a, 
like a inventory to go through. Yeah, it's not and any more like, complicated than like a classic RPG though. Like you right. pick up these key items and this mm. one character wants it. Right. Okay. Right? And okay. it advances the story. So nothing that's more complicated true. than that. Yeah, I can't quite remember all the different aspects of. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely Eastward is something worth checking out. Um you know. I still think it was yeah, I would still want to play it again yeah. even if even knowing the ending and your mileage may vary with the narrative. Maybe if somebody picks this up, might think the narrative is just like, is brilliant and like some of the best story that they've ever played. Right. Yeah. So that, that's, that's just, that's just from our perspective. We just didn't think the narrative was very solid. Um, and, and for me, I just think it was I, great up until like, you know, yeah, there was like this legit, we were, we were like, when I said that, oh, you want more? Yeah, more. when I said that on the show, we had just finished that segment we, that we were that you're thinking of yeah. the night before. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this game is a masterpiece. I think this is one of the best games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, so it is one of the best games mechanically, I guess. Yeah, it has like setting. amazing like twists in the story, but unfortunately, like the conclusion of a, it's kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. Uh, um, about stuff that's going on and so you can just speculate and then but then we're like we're like oh that maybe it's this and maybe it's this but then it turned out to just be the friends we made along the way and you're <laughs> like of. that's not even anything we speculate oh, okay whatever yeah. so <laughs> it, 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 i think the game thinks it's more clever than it maybe deserved to be but uh but again uh, it sounds like we're poo-pooing the entire game mechanically the game is brilliant well, I mean, if i would play it and play it again yeah I, it was pretty good yeah, it, it is. It is very good. It, it, I think it's worth replaying. Yeah. And I think one day, one day I'll replay it myself too. Maybe we'll be a little um, nicer on it on a replay. Yeah, now that we know where <laughs> it's going, right? We can just enjoy Maybe the game we for can, what like, it is. Yeah. Number eight, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Now, this is nin- one of Nintendo's big games for the year. Um, kind of got very surprisingly announced at the beginning of the year, and they just said, "Hey, it's coming out in September." And then closer to the beginning of summer, they were like, psych, it's coming out in June. That's or July. so crazy because no one ever like releases early. It's I always know. like, hey, we need an, we need like six more months, we yeah. need three more months. <laughs> it's a very hey, guess what? We're we are way ahead of schedule. Yeah, because I think uh, I, I think they did that because I think uh, Nintendo wanted to put Splatoon in the September spot. Oh. Splatoon did come out in September. Ah, so, so they're like, "Hey, you better, you better be ready. We're gonna release this now." Nintendo will. Nintendo does not announce release dates unless the game is done, which is a good thing. Yeah, which is good. So this game is huge. I played Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles one, uh, technically one and a half times. I, I I started it on the 3DS when they had the 3DS version, put it down um, just because there was something else I wanted to play. And then that, I think that same year that I started playing it, they announced the the Switch version, the the, the Switch remake remaster. And I was like, "Well, crap! Do I like continue playing my 3DS version?" And I decided I will, um, but eventually. And then I found it on like a for like twenty five bucks. Hmm, <laughs> so crazy. I played that last year. Okay. Um, and then the, yeah, the, I do you remember you playing something like that? Yeah, and then the announcement of Xenoblade Chronicles three came out, and like I got super excited for it because. Um, I didn't play two specifically because of the character design. They went into this weird, weeby, <laughs> every woman in the world has gigantic anime boobs. Oh, yeah, aesthetic. you were telling me about that. Yeah. And like, from my point of view, I was just watching the trailers was embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, what are you? 
how did this how did this get past anybody's approval but well but th- thankfully at least with xenoblade chronicles 3 they went back to the art style of part one and everyone just it just looks like they just look like normal people yeah <laughs> normal anime people um i love this represent game. somewhat normal people yeah i um, i love this game oh my gosh it is just it was it, was, it looked like it had a really good premise good yeah. story you the know premise like, is very good like a uh, kind of original like or at least fresh yeah not like you know something that y- your typical story yeah and uh it, it, to be honest it's kind of too difficult to even explain the premise um but it's about warring factions it's about people with limited lifespans and what you do with your time left especially if you know when you might be expiring especially um, if you're only 10 especially if you're technically only 10 years old um so definitely watch a trailer for this um i think the combat is super addicting the reason why it's kind of low on my top 10 is that because the game is so long it does eventually yeah, it get repetitive long. this was my entire august yeah i know you were playing that forever mm-hmm. it was like whoa because yeah, like I, I finished it like in the beginning of september hmm. I, I started playing it the day it came out in july wow <laughs> so yeah very it was long on the tv for a long time i'm gonna be like wow wait where's the story going the story's got you like walk into the room and you're like are you still playing this game well it was just like <laughs> wait where are they now what oh and there was some, there was that one interesting um where they discover things because they are only 10 oh right yeah that's, that's <laughs> close to the to the beginning chapters um beginning really like uh, for this game yeah oh god because <laughs> also this game has very 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 long cutscenes. so if you're if that's something that doesn't bother you you're going to be fascinated but i do think that the story and the narrative are worth um you know tuning in for yeah it's it, think of it as like you're 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 plugged in and binging like a two season anime with a little bit of controller action yeah with some controller inputs and you get to do all the exploration the exploration is almost breath of the wild levels of fascinating um i i just loved exploring new areas and always creeping around the corners seeing what's there seeing what new enemies i run into uh the combat's addicting uh there's like there's like an auto battle mechanic too if you don't want to like fully engage with controlling every single character and there's like eight characters and you get them all pretty quick um but uh, the the battle mechanics can get repetitive especially if you've been playing for a very long time but i stuck with it and i for the most part wasn't bored because the narrative just kept pulling me back and there was always enough new battle mechanics to keep me relearning it and uh you know reacclimating to uh everything that the game was teaching me so um highly recommended if you want a nice and meaty and RPG. it was um nominated right for several things nominated for, for best rpg and game of the year oh yeah it was one of those weird ones for like game of the year you're like whoa what yeah surprise <laughs> nomination for game of the year and also best music the music oh. is mwah, fantastic the battle theme in particular is like sometimes i'll just be going throughout my day and i'll just in my head i'll just hear that battle theme is just so good oh love music it music can make and break stuff it sure can it, it, it definitely kept kept me engaged right and, and, and with how repetitive that combat can get that song 
was never boring. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't watch enough of it for me to like, yeah. be like, oh, yeah. I'm it wasn't one of those games where I like I felt like I had to sit down and play with you the entire time because, again, it's like an 80-hour yeah, game. Yeah, too long. Yeah, I would have been – I would have. I would still be playing it if that were the case. Yeah. Number, I'm a little surprised about where you put this one. Number seven, Pokemon Legends Arceus, my favorite Switch game of the year <laughs> technically it, it yeah. seems a little strange why is that because it's such a bland i mean okay <gasps> it's supposedly better than all the others this there was some every... fun there were some funny moments when i was watching you guys play yes yeah. pretty hilarious and this i is think everything i wanted pokemon to be after falling in love with pokemon red and blue back in 1990 six or seven or whatever this is everything i want pokemon to be so this is some nostalgia and also playing with zoe vibes exactly so and, and this, this is not this, necessarily um this game is amazing this the, is your the zoe assessment. factor the zoe this is also the zoe factor zoe. whenever zoe is like involved <laughs> in a game it automatically bumps mike's like of the game up <laughs> real fast but they're even playing together take, or take away the zoe factor I still think this is I a mean, fascinating direction. It, I, I did, I did like that they did something that it, interesting. Yeah, this is like twenty years too late, in my opinion. They should have did this back in like the two, like the the Wii era, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I mean, but it didn't wouldn't matter. It doesn't go forward. They did sure. not. It's not in Violet, Scarlet, and Violet. So, which is a shame. And when because when they announced Scarlet and Violet, I thought it was just going to be Pokemon Legends Arceus, but the modern day. And there are some elements of Arceus uh, in Scar Scarvio, but not enough for me to want to jump into that new game. Yeah. So to, to me, Pokemon Legends Arceus is has fascinating exploration. Um, I know I threw out this term a lot, but almost Breath of the Wild levels of like fascination with the exploration. I loved like when you get the ability to climb up a mountain or you know swim or you know, fly, eventually fly. Like, I'm just like, oh, I love go. I, I love seeing what's over here. What fascinating Pokemon are hanging out in this mountain range or at this archipelago or at, or in this cave system. And um, it's Pokemon from all different types of generation. And there were some funny moments. There were some, there were some, some there was like a one, it's <laughs> one at the very end, very funny that I was just so fascinated with. Which, which what, what exactly? A certain vendor. Oh, him. At the end yes. <laughs> in a very wacky scenario. I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about wacky too, I mean, the, the, the beginning of the game, God calls you and he's like, hey, my child, can you catch all the Pokemon for me? <laughs> and also, I'm your phone now. <laughs> if you ever need me, just holla at your boy because I'm your phone now. And then you're, and then you wake up on this beach and like the nearby someone from the nearby town is like, Oh, are you okay, kid? And you can even answer like, Oh, I spoke to God. <laughs> Not in those exact words, but it's like, Oh, well, you must've hit your head. Let me take you back to the town. <laughs> and then once in a while, like after major story developments, God calls you up and it's like, Hey, how you doing? My favorite child. Like, have you caught all the Pokemon yet? No, keep at it. <laughs> so I haven't completed the game. Quote unquote. I guess to, to collect fun. That's not fun. I guess to catch, to, to find oh, God who is just 
Arceus. Like you have to like find all the Pokemon and then yeah. you get to meet God. But uh, it's whatever. just going to be a light. <laughs> yeah, it's just a light. No, I've seen a screenshot of God. Oh, what is he, God? He's like a space llama. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of that's in the game. We're not making that up. <laughs> but, I think that, that that little aspect, you're just like, I love that wacky. That's that's you. You're like, I yeah. love that God is a phone. <laughs> God is a phone. <laughs> and he's in your pocket. And every, every now and then it's like, hey, holla at your boy. <laughs> And then you can Dark Souls out of the way from like Pokemon who are trying to catch. Oh, I love it when Zoe first tried to like catch one of those Pokemon. It was a giant one though. It was like a, a Snorlax. Yeah. And and it chased her and she was so <laughs> she was like, ah, how do I get away? And she was freaking out. Yeah. It was for, great. And and like that that aspect of it too. Like we got to play together as a family and we got to like explore together. We I, you know, I, I I compared notes with Zoe because she had her own copy of the game. And I was like, oh, where, where, where did you go? Like, what did you see? Like, oh, I found this and this. I'm like, I didn't even know that was in the game. So, you know, we, you know, we traded Pokemon together. So it was just a great experience overall. And it's just a shame that, like, the main series isn't just fully adopting, like, the catch mechanic. I love that the, the fact that you can't throw a ball in um, Scarvio is the hugest bummer um, to me. Because, like, that, that was one of my favorite things. Like, you can just sneak in the grass throw a ball to like some some bird and then <laughs> hey it's yours now so yeah does that answer your question why this is quote-unquote so high yeah yeah i mean i i just yeah i mean to me it's just kind of i mean it had some story the, the story is not the important part but that's yeah. that's true of every pokemon game yeah yeah that's true. Do you, would you find yourself ever playing this on your own oh no I really? mean, Pokemon game were like, oh, those are cute. That's cool. But even just for the sense of exploration. Because it's maybe. legitimately fun to go around the open areas and like find Pokemon. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't ever want to find that mo- nose Pokemon, that Easter Easter Island nose Pokemon. I can't <laughs> believe. I mean, because I, I don't follow all the gens of of Pokemon prior to seeing um, and that. I cannot believe that that is an actual Pokemon and there's a soccer ball with spikes as a Pokemon <laughs> that floats around I'm just like yeah prior to seeing that big that? Easter Island nose I have never seen that Pokemon before that is like who approved that ew <laughs> nasty like he's just gonna shoot boogers at you for one of his moves it's one of its attacks ew yeah. it's so gross oh I'm so offended so speaking of Big open worlds, vast exploration, uh, fascinating to just kind of walk around and explore. Number six, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, the, the, the the little game that could. <laughs> the the AAA game that nobody pays attention to, unfortunately. Because it always comes out with other heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. It always comes out a week or two before one of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> yeah, wait, what was the first? So first Horizon... Zero Dawn was... A week before Breath of the Wild. Oh, geez. And Horizon Forbidden West came out two or three weeks before Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh no, poor game. So... Um, Should have got some insider trading knowledge. Just <laughs> postpone your game, or I don't know, yeah, I release wish it a little earlier. For whatever the third Horizon game ends up being, that like it, it, all the other games just stay out of its way, so it has its moment. Yeah, leave it alone. Stop <laughs> picking on it. But uh, I mean, outside of the outside factors that this game can't control, um, tech from a technical level, 
the game is beautiful. One of the best looking games I've ever played. Fascinating lore, literally up until the ending. And I won't talk about the ending or even most of the lore because it's worth exploring yourself. Like even from the beginning, there's like twists and turns that are worth experiencing just for yourself fortunately i mean other than the first game which i actually sat in on more of Mm -hmm. i did not sit wait was this in february when did you play this in february i got it when it came so that's why because i were busy with the wedding stuff latter part of the year or the former part of the year i was very busy yeah yeah yeah. but uh i mean you you still just kind of saw the game around some of it and you know it seemed it seemed good Mm -hmm. it's just more of and this isn't me like putting the game down or anything. It's just more of Zero Dawn, but better. Yeah, because they had they fixed the mechanics. Yeah, and... the, the 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 climbing traversal is a little bit more streamlined. Like Aloy kind of goes where you want her to go uh, for the most part, which was a bit of a problem in Zero Dawn. You can kind of see with your um, uh, what's it called, the little forehead uh, thingy, the focus, the focus. You can see with the focus your little um, <clears throat> where you can climb, which kind of puts little lights on the ledges of the thing. So it kind of takes away from the visual aspect if, if that's something that you need. So, which is kind of a shame, but uh, yeah, it it just does everything that zero dawn does, but better, Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it is just continuing the story. So sometimes, you know, maybe keeping it consistent is a good thing. Yeah. But I do think the story kind of went a little off the rails at the end. And to me that, kind of bumps this down Mm. Um, but i was loving every twist and turn up until the very very end um but i'm still fascinated i mean it was really interesting i did see bits and pieces and Mm -hmm. it was like oh that seems really cool i like that it went really way i mean it was like whoa that's something i didn't expect Mm -hmm. um and but it was like there was stuff in the first game that kind of alluded to it right yeah so there's a lot of payoffs from the first game that you know that that you get an understanding of so you would need to play the first one oh yeah it's a direct sequel like yeah this one is it's not something you could just jump in and be like you could probably jump in but you'll be very confused yeah yeah Uh, the game does a good job of like in the beginning well not a good job it tries in the beginning hours to try to keep you up if you're if you're a new player, but so you, it repeats a lot of did, like didn't things. Didn't you play Zero Dawn to, to get yes, ready for it? I did. But was it in 2021 or was it this uh, year? It had to be 2021 because this game came out pretty early, early in okay. the year. Because, yeah, because I was like, I don't know. I just did a quick New Game Plus on very easy uh, with all of my overpowered gear and stuff. So I just blasted through hmm. every combat encounter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it took like... 15 20 hours over oh, okay. to, to finish the first game um yeah this game's pr- plenty meaty i uh we i i also platinumed it as well i think it has a good platinum uh but uh yeah this is my of all the playstation 5 games on my top 10 i just this one had to be like uh at the bottom of the list there but um definitely worth playing for sure um it's just another unfortunate thing that like this is never is the best game of the year even though it's very very good yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm sure this is somebody's favorite game of the year. Though. And fun. Yeah. Robot Dinosaurs. Robo, Robo Dinos is never going to get old. <laughs> uh, and surprisingly, too, at the beginning of the year, we got a big old trailer and announcement from CD Projekt Red that the current gen, next gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 would be available on February 15th. Uh, something we've been waiting for since November 
or December of 2020. Was it December? I thought it was November. December of 2020. It got okay, pushed yeah, so again. Okay, so everybody knows the cyberpunk uh, incident. Yeah. So um, we won't bore you with that. There's been probably plenty of um, coverage. Well, I mean, you never even booted up. I installed it. Yeah. And then we you installed wa- it. You, you watched all the mayhem that was going on. And, and then I quickly uninstalled it. I was like, okay, well, they'll patch it. <laughs> they'll patch it soon, right? <laughs> and they never did. Well, well they-, they put a bunch of patches, but like it nothing, was still nothing broken on, not on, on PS4. Yeah, it yeah. was still broken and on so PS4. So he didn't even want to try it on PS4. He was just like, nope, gonna wait till PS5. And I didn't take advantage of the of of, of the refunds too, which I probably should have to get my sixty dollars back. But if you wanted to play it, you would have to pay $60 again. No, because the game ended up going down on sale for like 10 bucks at some point. Oh, shoot. Okay. So well, I should have. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in hindsight, there's no way I could have known that. Well, um, but you should know that if a game had that many problems, and maybe. For the future. Um, but I, I think it was all worth it in the end, too, because with the PlayStation 5 version of Cyberpunk, it runs very well. There was just a few problems here and there. It's not perfect. And it's not the... Um, like downgraded version so that it could work on base PS4, yeah, right? There's, like, there's actual like, NPCs they, out in the out Yeah, in the I world. don't know. Like, I guess some of one of the fixes was to like get rid of all the NPCs, and, and it's just an, a, a busy city but empty. Yeah, you hear all the stuff in the lore about how crowded and oppressive and dangerous Night City is. But then you go out and place on the base PlayStation Four. There's like three people out. Yeah, that's what they had to do to get it so it wasn't Yikes. super jank. But I think uh, it was worth watching and waiting because yeah, you know, the you don't lore wanna, is fascinating. You, you don't want to have that interruption in the lore and and like really sour your mood just because the games running funky. But yeah, and I, or, I think this game was worth the wait. Yeah, I think I think it was. I mean, it it's such a sad game to me. Oh, it's so so, so like. It's so gross disturbing. and grimy. Yeah. Like everything about the game is designed to make it's you almost, feel like you know what it, it, you know what it feels like. Uh, I imagine people from like the forties who see things like Playboy or whatever, you know, if they're still alive now, <laughs> um, um, or, or like, you know, in the nineties thousands, uh, you know, the 2020 20s mm-hmm. that we're in, um, and seeing those kinds of like that, that ludity, that's just kind of, prolific True. and and that's what this feels like like what we're seeing in night city maybe that's the future and we're yeah. like oh it's just so gross but then like really old people will see like our day nowadays like oh it's so gross <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a that's a good point you know i think this game is designed to be like a, a like, cautionary tale to like what's 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 in store for the future yeah like what what if you can take a bunch of robot parts and like modify your body and like because to me like a lot of their relationships don't even exist like they don't it doesn't even sound like they have relationships everything's just through like a brain visual yeah yeah like like, it's, 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 like almost if they like, like they don't you don't I need mean, to experience like human connection anymore because you can literally download one yeah. and experience what through somebody else's eyes and set so I mean, in a sense that's like kind of allegory for porn yeah, and but it's a, like and, this and, is now like where you're being plugged in your brain. Um, it's almost like you're there type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the future of um, uh, 
what's that called? Uh, VR. VR, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then, like, with more sensations, probably so there's smell and commentary about all that kind of stuff. You know, stuff that we're t- technology that we're touching upon today, societal issues that we're still struggling with today, and how that's been amplified oh, into yeah. the future. Health insurance, corporate, yeah. corporate uh, structures, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah, government, crony, which... yeah, cronyism and capitalism and. Um, and, 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 and all that wonderful stuff that, uh, you know, is, is sure to fix the world into the future. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the game has a lot to say, uh, narratively, uh, so, uh, you know, from a social, sociopolitical point of view too. Um, and it's just so dense. I like that it has many ways for you to go, many different endings, mm-hmm. not just two, which is most common, you know, if you're going to have a fork to storyline it's always just two but yeah. this one has like i don't know five or more something like that i think we looked them all up too. i mean and, and, and then within those storylines those fork too mm-hmm. so yeah, there's the, i mean it's similar to like the witcher 3 there's yeah, like different there. variations on like a handful of different endings yeah so that's interesting choices. you know yeah it makes it more replayable mm-hmm but um, yeah, this is worth at least maybe a deep dive discussion at some point. I'd love to maybe pick Dan- Daniel's brain once he picks up this game too. He's something he's very interested in. Uh, now that the next gen version is out, uh, it's 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 playable, and we're eagerly awaiting the. You didn't have any like crash problems or it never crashed, but there was like a couple of buggy things, but uh, nothing game breaking. Just just kind of like. Oh, that person's acting funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, but it's an open world game. But uh, so I imagine even like those issues when we when we played it back in the beginning of the year are probably ironed out by now. Yeah, because they're still updating the game and still patching the game and uh, getting it ready for the uh, the new the expansion. DLC. Yeah, isn't there a DLC? Phantom Liberty, I think it's called. Oh, okay, that's when's that? I don't remember the date because we just saw the trailer at the Game Awards. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was last next year Mm because I remember being like, "Oh, because there's DLC for Cyberpunk, but then there's DLC for like Forbidden West, yeah, Burning Shores as well." Yeah, that that I don't think had a date either. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff for all these games still coming out to the future. Um, But yeah, it's Cyberpunk's worth playing too. Just be prepared for a big, dense complicated sometimes overly complicated lore Hmm, uh, and what do you call it shout out to uh cyberpunk edge runners as well oh yeah that's this is quite a good show sad sorry i mean that's the same thing with the with the game (laughs) sad yeah sad story (laughs) all right so love you and i did a deep dive on my number four game stray (gasps) uh Oh, um, uh, Game of the Year nominee. Game of the Year nominee. And then also That's won right. what? It won Best Indie Game and Best Debut Indie Game. Yeah. I think it was probably nominated for something else. Yeah, as it well, was. It, it was like something. It was like nominated for something. Best Game Direction, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, oh, and Best Action Adventure. Which, yeah, well, which was kind of weird. The category like, didn't belong. In. Yeah, you're like, eh, um, what were you like grabbing for straws? Like grabbing for straws? I, <laughs> like well, you just didn't have like candidates. The, 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 I mean, that the, all the nominees are nominated by the outlets, so it's all ranked voting, ranked choice mm. voting from like the the the, the outlets. And that's what ended up being like the most voted stuff. And then they vote for uh, game of the year for the topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Stray is a fascinating <clears throat> game, highly anticipated from the 
debut trailer back in 2019, I think, at the PlayStation 5 reveal event. Uh, yeah, I still remembered it when, you know, it was due you to... that together, yeah. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, I'm very interested in this game. At first, I was like, you, there's no way you play as the cat. There's no way. And then, yeah. No, I was I was thinking you were the cat, but I was thinking, like, maybe you're, like, a sentient, uh, like, courier or something. Sure. Like, just, <laughs> like, just bringing around packages. But then I was kind of like, but then how could that be interesting? The backpack literally threw everybody off. We all thought that the cat was, like, some sort of delivery person. Yeah, because I'm like, what was the backpack? <laughs> it's Death Stranding, but a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we we said everything we had to say about the game. It still continues to be a fascinating game and i think at the end of the playstation 5 life cycle we'll look back on stray and just look very fondly on it and um uh, i i still think the because the game was so popular that we'll get something in the future yeah they'll probably do something yeah, yeah related who knows yeah regardless of whether or not we believe or not believe that the game should just be a standalone yeah you know, little experience um but yeah pick up stray when you get a chance because it's definitely worth playing um this next game here, my number three, was the game of the year for 2021. It takes two. And do you remember? Played we're... in 2022. Well, we started in 2021 and oh, we finished okay. it yeah, in 2022. Yeah. Um, do you remember we were talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus, the, the, the Zoe factor? Yes. Uh, so this game has the benefit of the Erica factor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is also a really good game. I was very surprised at how much I ended up really enjoying it. I thought why? it was. Just, why would you be surprised? Well, because I thought it was just going to be a fun game of like a bit of a sampler. Because you know all the genres that it touches on, for the most part, are genres that I normally play. So I thought that like, oh, this is a great game to like teach somebody these new genres that they might necessarily might not ne have necessarily like played before. Uh, so I thought that would be like a great like experience for you to be like, Oh, you get to see what like a racing game kind of feels like, or what a, uh, I've a, played Mario a, Kart. a dungeon crawler <laughs> might feel like, or, you know, a, a third person shooter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but what we got was like a very unique and pleasurable experience with a very good narrative despite the fact that i still don't like that book <laughs> the book the book is the framing device of the narrative um but he's also the like kind of the antagonist a little bit yeah yeah i mean, I mean they're antagonistic toward each other but he's like someone to direct their anger at yeah <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> um but yeah I, I i i found myself rooting for the two of them i found myself frustrating at the frustrated at both of them um just because, you know, uh, I I think married couples should work at their relationship. And sometimes they were actively not working at their relationship. And it, and it frustrated me. And I just wanted to, like, play the therapy game. <laughs> there was no therapy part of the game. Um, but overall, the aspect of playing with you and learning new mechanics with you and sometimes trading controllers with you was just incredibly <laughs> fun and um, and it, I just love the worlds. There are so oh, yeah. many worlds. I mean, yes, so many genres, but the amount of, the, I felt like there was, I, I was imagining from the start, like this is the number of worlds, right? But then no, no, it goes into 
so many different worlds. You go to space, you go to the, a garden, which that one kind of made sense because there's a garden outside the house. You feel like a castle. You go into a, a tree, which that one made sense. But yeah, then there's this castle, um, that like castle sort of like children, child's like child fantasy type toys. Yeah, yeah. like um, there's literally you go into a clock, you go into I don't know some kind of like space. I don't know. It's the music one, but it's like there's like there's like light and and it's music oh, yeah, and yeah. it's like really trippy. You go into you go to heaven. You go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you meet you meet Arceus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many different worlds you go into, and each have like cool little things for you to check out and to interact with. I mean, not intense interaction. It's just kind of like. Oh, hey, look, this thing does this. And then, you know, this is where you find um, some of the trophies, at least on uh, PS5. Mm-hmm. Or, well, no, well, PS, uh, PS, you know, PlayStation. Yeah. Um, Erica still has more trophies in this game than I do, <laughs> weirdly enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just overall just a, 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 a great experience. And it's, you know, it's for one mandatory to play with somebody, but definitely get with yeah. some play with somebody you want to play with is there an online version where you can play yes you can can make progress with just some random person that needs a partner Mm -hmm. yes you can play this online with somebody but i think it's it's definitely meant to be played couch co-op because you need that communication yeah you're playing a meta game it would be hard to be like hey i need you i mean there is set points where certain things need to happen but sometimes the order i mean the order matters but discussing it with the person is kind of a kind of important yeah because unless you already know you're speed running it or something yeah it's kind of the untold like tutorial of the game is that you're meant to communicate and and it's frustrating too because like you and i are trying to communicate and play the game and then narratively the 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 couple are not communicating right so you get that kind of uh disconnect with the, with, well, I mean, with the it never really shows in the game. Like, it never, like, oh, some ability or something gets, like, lame or, or like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, um, it's never, like, oh, because they're not communicating, then the mechanics aren't working. Well, like, they always that, that, work. It's tied to progression. So uh, yeah. you need, you, the player, needs to communicate. Otherwise, you can't progress, which I guess right, is a right. so, so it's never the mechanics. for marriage. Yeah, it's not the mechanics that ever like get um, injured or, or 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 decreased simply right. because they're fighting. It's that would make the game a lot more like frustrating. In my, to my yeah, opinion. I don't think it needs that. Which no. I mean, that that's like that would be cool, but at the same time, it, it, because it is a game, it's like well, maybe not. Because yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, wonder if when they start fight because you can't control when they fight and then that leaves you feeling helpless like yeah they're just fighting and and the mechanics aren't working because they're fighting it's like that would that would not be fun yeah yeah it, <laughs> but again, you know just fascinating game all around too and it's on everything at this point i think it even just came out on switch recently yeah it, back in november it came out on switch um so uh, it's it's definitely worth playing again play with somebody you love uh and play with somebody who you have patience with too, because uh, this game can exercise your patience. Because uh, you do have to, like, especially when Erica dies a bunch and we have to go back and redo an area and then yeah. I feel embarrassed and then that makes it worse because. <laughs> yeah. I'm so just... you, 
And, and, and admittedly, you know, I, I, I did have to exercise my own patience, but I think that's part of what the game is trying to teach you. Yeah. The game is teaching you to be patient with your partner, um, both the, the, the couch co-op partner and also your romantic partner. Um, and it, it's teaching you to work together and teaching you how to, how to teach somebody to play if their skill level is not up to par with yours too. So it's just a, it's, it's this great game where, you know, the, the narrative comes out of the screen and onto um, you, the player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a great game. And I, I'm, I'm I never going to variety. Like you yeah. never get bored. It just, it, and it just goes, it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And, and just when you get used to the mechanic, game switches it up and now you're doing something else i mean it's not like yeah like i said it before it's not that you change buttons or mm-hmm. um the buttons stay the same it's just what they're doing if it's a gun or if it's a oh the, there's a one where they like turn into like not animals they have, get their like powers right because i think the bees oh, or they're writing like like when you're in the garden like there's a there's somebody one of the characters has like a jump mechanic like a super hop or something yeah they're like on a oh they're on frogs frogs yeah but okay no but they have powers like you know different powers right or i don't yeah the two different frogs do oh no no cody had something with like flowers growing Mm -hmm. yeah he had something like where flowers would grow and then may could you know, you know, so, so it's always just something new, you know, and, yeah. and there is a little bit of puzzles that you have to figure out, but they're not really too hard. And we decided when we replay it, we're going to swap the characters that we were originally. That way we can be we can replay the game doing additionally new mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and when we do get to the part where you're stuck on, you won't need to swap it with me because I already have the controller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the big two here at the end, this is what I'm going to need your help with, love. Because uh, in my mind, both Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok Everyone else's top top one two are both my game of the year, but for different reasons. These these games couldn't be more different in its execution um, and the types of games that they are. So I need your help. Tell me which one is the real game of the year. God of War. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Thank you for tuning in. There is a there is an argument to be said, and I know Elden Ring wasn't a game that like you sat down with me with bated breath to find out who the next boss was or what the next item description said so that you unlock more of the lore. I mean, yeah, I like that little because that sounds very like Breath of the Wild, where you didn't even actually do all that. You know, remember like how I got more into Breath of the Wild? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I found this out because I talked to this person. Yeah. And or or this. I don't know if there was item descriptions per se, but I like that little like that little like tidbit. So that's like that sounds interesting. But being a firm software, right? Mm -hmm. Game. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't like being beaten with a stick. Yeah. Is it just the notoriety of how difficult those games are and how oppressive Yes, Every, I don't like that idea. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, need life. To, I don't need a game. <laughs> life is already me. oppressive enough. Why do I want my video uh, games to oppress me? Oh, hurt me, Elden Ring. I'm already a perfectionist. I don't need a game to remind me that I'm not perfect. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, so oh, oh. So this is possibly a game you'll probably never pick up. I mean, this is something looks, that you were interested in. It, it was, yeah, because you know it, it had like amazing, like that idea that you know. 
you can do it. You just have to put in you, the work. You can, no, no, you can go in different directions. Yeah. I like that freedom. You yeah, know? this is that. That's what separates this from other from software games. If you were stuck, you just had to keep trying, and yeah. eventually you get it. But in Elden Ring, if you're stuck, I'll just go do something else and get stronger. Yeah, yeah, which is so, which, which, that does which sound is great. interesting and, and more I, accessible too. I did like watching some of it, but um, again, it's a pretty sad game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like not necessarily happy games, but um, because I mean, God of War isn't a happy game necessarily. But. There's a lot of levity in God of War. There's a lot of moments of happiness in God of War. There's a lot of triumph in God of War, especially the ending. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No spoilers. Um, but uh I mean are you are you just hard out on the idea that Elden Ring would be the family's game of the year? Oh, it's not the family's game of the year. <laughs> by by families I mean you and me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um uh but I I don't even really know what the story is other than like there's a tree there's some blood yeah. or something so some gods so the god <laughs> merit so the so all right so it it's so there's a lot to do with like immortality and a god hoarding immortality and then one of the god's children um stole the rune of death from the elden ring in order to uh, stop that god from being and, and from being immortal and bring mortality back to the world because it's because the immortality aspect of the world was being was was wrecking everybody and corrupting everybody's mind so that all right we're gonna be here all night if so i continue it's like a really intense so that was war. the inciting incident actually so and, and then when death was removed from the elden ring uh it actually uh, that person sent assassins to kill more of that god's children and it and it started and it started like infighting within the gods. Um, the the one of the areas that very red, bloody kind of gross looking area got completely wrecked because two of the demigods fought there. Mm. Um, so everything is explained, and there's lore aspects to Elden Ring, right down to like certain costumes you wear has like hmm. has like story implications to them oh. so that's super fascinating yeah i mean it, it sounds amazing like in terms of yeah. that aspect i love i love stuff that isn't shoved in your face that you can just yeah because it's just like witcher remember i would always read all the books yeah. you, you would never read the books and i'd be like no i want you to read the books <laughs> Except have- i would do all the reading in elden ring because that's where all the story is <laughs> i mean because yeah i guess it's not necessarily a part of the story but it's about the yeah. world yeah. um but i like those little tidbits to like flesh out things that are going on like i like they're not just shoved in your face yeah um but uh, the other stuff yeah so so do you think because this game is so like inaccessible to you like you just won't experience Mm. it for yourself i couldn't even i couldn't even tolerate the the baby the baby game death store that's kind of (laughs) mimicking it yeah. I mean, it's not that I couldn't. It's just, I just don't want to, you, my time, I don't want to just, I just don't want to keep trying to yeah. do this. And you could be I'm not, spending your time playing games that make you happy too. Or just, yeah, uh, yeah other things. Yeah. Not feeling frustrated by a game. I don't, I mean, there's a fine line between what I'll tolerate with frustration. True. Because it's like, if I'm just having to redo something, I'm not, it, I don't it's know. It's not exciting to you? It, no. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So this this might be just like a me game. 
you know, as far I mean, as I like can watch our you household. replay it. Yeah, I mean, you did you did enjoy like the the art direction and like the the, the monster designs and the character designs and stuff like that too, yeah. which was a highlight for me. I mean, but I guess that's also a part of it. Like the story is sort of um, contained within tidbits and not mm-hmm. like presented with lots of voice actors and scenes. So to me, as being a Bexy gamer, it's a little harder to digest because if I miss yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I see that from your perspective. Then, too. then to me, like this game doesn't feel like it has much of a narrative, or and it doesn't feel like a shared experience. Yeah, yeah. like it, so then it, it's harder to to be. I'd have to be there like at every every twist and turn. Yeah, which um, you weren't. And again, the, we, I, yeah. I played this game early in the year, and when we were busy yeah, with wedding yeah, stuff. it's in February, so yeah. um, definitely wasn't. I mean, other than. Uh, Melena, Blade of Mechla, <laughs> I am played Melina. for like a whole week or whatever. Ooh, ooh, I wasn't going to rest until she was defeated and it felt so good. So After you know, a whole week, darling. So remember, if a boss beats you like 200 times, but you beat her like once, you're better than her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what I keep telling myself. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Which is what somebody, I would say. Somebody, somebody, oh no, that was Sekiro, just kidding. Mm-hmm. I was all about to say, somebody beat Elden Ring blindfolded, but I'm like, wait, no, that's Sekiro. Oh, I, I, I guarantee that, that There's same speedrunner speed uh, beat um, Sekiro. Sekiro blindfolded. Oh, it made me so <laughs> mad. I was equal parts fascinated and equal parts so upset because <laughs> of how angry that game got me. But um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the fact that there's no shared experience as far as Elden Ring goes. Not that I can't have a game just for but, me. But I mean, what makes it so much better, so much different from um, Bloodborne or Dark Souls or literally the freedom of it. Oh, and okay, there, and that's it. There is like some openness with like Sekiro and Bloodborne and Dark Souls One, uh, which is the only ones, only other ones I've played. Um, but it, not to this extent with Elden Ring. Like, yeah. like, like I mentioned, if I didn't want to do this anymore, I'll just go do something else. I'll just open up my map and be like, well, I haven't been here yet. Let me go to this area. And I'd find a whole new quest line, a whole new area to explore, a whole new part of the lore to dissect and oh, un- make an understanding of, of. I was endeared by the rolling sheep. The rolling sheep. Hey, discovered the rolling sheep. The, doing little uh, somersaults. <laughs> <laughs> like how bizarre. Like, they look like little, literally Sonic the Hedgehog when he turns into a little ball. <laughs> I mean, there, there is like cute and, and bizarre things that are just like fascinating to see. Yeah. But every time like <sighs> I turned on Elden Ring, there was always something new to discover. There was always something new to learn a new enemy I haven't seen before. Like the enemy variety was fascinating. I was equal parts disturbed and like in awe of some of the gross boss fights. And, you know, sometimes I would just get too distracted by how gross something is. I and it would just cat. kill me. Oh, that, that, that's that stone statue type of cat looking. Thing. Yeah. Gross. Hate him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 the, the shared aspect of some of these games is very important to me which is why I wanted to talk about it with you. Um, so not that I can't have games just for myself, but back in it 20... It's fun to share them with people. Back in 2018, I would say that the best game I played that year was God of War, but my game of the year was Spider-Man because of that, sh- literally that shared experience 
of playing that game with you and Zoe and watching Zoe play and her getting really good at it. And us, all three of us being enthralled with that story, that original Spider-Man story. And, you know, that's still her favorite superhero. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not that Spider-Man is a bad game. It's a fantastic game. One of my favorites. But um, my personal... Against a, another great game. Right. That's what pushes it over. Yeah, edge. that shared experience, which takes me now to... Actually, let me do this in real time. Which takes me now to... The game of the year for the dorkiest podcast, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. So the game oh, that actually that also won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Some um, twists, you know, like mm-hmm. in that I liked where the story went. Yeah. Um, interesting, because uh, you know we we kind of already got like a fourth telling of what the future should be like yep. in god of war uh 2019 18 oh, sorry, 2018 oh, oh, okay um and so we we're like okay so something's gonna happen here right mm-hmm. um interesting really interesting um of course even better acting from both main characters um yeah, God of War Ragnarok is literally a showcase of everything that video games does well. Great, yeah. great acting, great setting, great gameplay, great music, great lore, great. There's even some wacky, wacky aspects, which I don't think were in God of War. <laughs> no, no. For the most part, God of War was like very straight laced and kind of almost too serious. And Ragnarok has, some, has so much more levity. Yeah, and there's some there's some kooky characters. Um, there's some characters that are really endearing, even though you should probably not like them. Like some people, but they're with all the super well rounded, which is a which is such a testament to the writing and the characterization. Of yeah, them. and some some characters who are like supposed to be the bad guy. My bet was um, with Mike on Thor based mm-hmm. on the trailer and i was like you know what i bet there's something else going on here i bet i You'd mean be it's surprised. not just it's not just thor's hate uh kratos or whatever yeah but it, they also set him up in because even though you don't meet him in the first game like they set him up throughout that entire game that like pretty much everyone hates thor he's such a selfish entitled no i know but uh, your assumption about what's going to happen in that mm-hmm. from the trailer you yeah, know true so that like really okay. So like from the trailer, you think, oh man, there's about to be something about to go down. But it like the start of the game literally kind of like, oh, well, maybe not, maybe not. It's gonna maybe because you know it, it. You almost think it's gonna be a repeat from God of War, where the beginning of the game is literally a giant fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, contradicts the those expectations. Yeah, because you're almost like, oh gosh, this is like literally a repeat. But then it's like, no, it's actually not. Um, and it's and it and it kind of leads to uh lends to the uh complexity and the sort of mystery like you're kind of not quite sure yeah about certain people's motivations and that was one of my favorite parts of playing that game because you know there again i'll go back to that the idea of that shared experience was when we weren't playing the game we talked about the game and we talked about our theories and like Oh, what did we think this person meant when they said this? Or what do you think this person's gonna do? Like, oh, do you are, do you think we're gonna meet Lady Sif? Do you think we're gonna meet, you know, this character? You know, things like that. So 
that that was just part of the overall experience and like even when the console was off you and i were still playing the game sort of you know and i think that's i like uh, solving puzzles with you you are so good at puzzles like i just need you at every puzzle aspect of every game because you <laughs> your mind works differently than mine so you're able to see these things and understand these things that i don't which is great and i'll take care of all the combat encounters <laughs> <laughs> i like puzzles yeah i don't like combat <laughs> yeah but well, uh i mean you you know you 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 like doing that uh you you, you like sitting beside me and you know backseat gaming so to speak i mean was this did this meet all of your expectations as far as like our excitement going into the game um oh yeah like is this the game i thought it was gonna be Mm -hmm. i was hoping yeah or did it exceed your expectations exceed hmm i was happy about freya yeah, you like where <laughs> like where Freya ended up. Yeah, because yeah. I was upset. Yeah, I mean the the trailer teases where Freya or once you we're, 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 yeah, we're, yeah once where you Freya think. left off before, yeah. and it kind of teases her the direction that character is going to go in, and um, yeah, can't say much more about that. But just Erica was just very satisfied with her narrative arc, yeah. and I was too. I I think literally everyone. Yeah, literally like everybody had a satisfying conclusion. It was a real interesting thing at the end, um, you know, with our two main characters. I was a bit surprised by that. Yeah. I was like... But, but it, I think is, it, it is a part sense. of the lesson, you know? Yeah. It's a part of, like, Kratos growing. Um, and so. the fact that, like, he didn't have to, like, relearn the lessons from the part one, like, personally, as a father, yeah, why would was you? so satisfying to me what because do you mean relearn because like oh because oh because you, it's like gamified where yeah because there's so many sequels where you have to like for one you lose all your equipment and then for new players they have to like relearn all of the aspects and like okay kratos, kratos has to learn how to be a patient father again he has to learn how to trust atreus again he has to yeah, learn it was a little bit like that but it was it was just more of a progression i felt from yeah the, first the, the lessons that the two of them had to learn together were not the same lessons from the from the previous game they were new lessons yeah because you're whenever you're in a relationship with somebody whether they're personal or romantic or, or professional you're constantly learning from one another yeah and they and the writers understood that and i'm so very good writing i'm so proud i'm so happy that like everybody who touched this game from a development standpoint gave it their all and did 1000 percent better job than like i thought they were gonna do oh yeah a thousand percent oh yeah again right down so to the writing if you, if you compare it to god of war you feel like it's that much better yes so god of war so yeah there's that aspect that god of war is a lot more um focused which i totally get that mm -hmm. other than like some like valkyrie or some, some yeah. very minor it's side a very quests. simple story for god of war it's literally just, we're going to take our mother's ashes to the highest peak in the realms and we're going to yeah. spread our ashes that was her final wish and then you just like focus on two characters but in god of war you literally change between different oh whoa 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 no don't say that Okay. Absolutely don't say that. <laughs> well, uh, you play as... Don't, don't say that. That's not public knowledge. 
Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I know you're going to say it too, but yeah, yeah, what you, yeah, what you meant there, like that, that's a great subversion of expectations too, going into this game, but also like the, um, yeah, the story is much more complicated. Like it's not just these two characters we have to worry about. It's a whole cast of characters and they all have their own complex motivations and what they want and who they can and who they trust and their, their relationships stories. and their stories. Exactly. And like this person doesn't like this person because of something that happened hundreds of years ago and you have to kind of juggle all that. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that that's going to be to everybody's own personal taste for me. I like that because I've been so invested in the story since 2018 that like, I just, just give me more. Like in, in, in all honesty, you could have made this game like 15 hours longer and I would have been happy you know mm-hmm. i just wanted more um but uh yeah I, I it's hard to say like which game is better like a god of war one was like had more surprises in mm-hmm. my opinion because right. it was just a new take on that on that crit on that character so that was right. a much more surprising game but this is a much more satisfying game i think mm-hmm. you get to learn a lot more about different people yeah. and the lore too yeah what more, I think. Well, because, you know, I mean, in the first one, you get um, Horned Guy. Mamir? Oh, yeah, you get him, like, a little bit later, so yeah, he's like not there. Yeah, a quarter of the way, yeah. Yeah, he's not there, like, uh, narrating all the stories of the gods and yeah. history and whatnot. My only real nitpick of God of War Ragnarok are the accents. Everybody talks like it's the year 2022, and everybody has American accents, except for Mimir, which is so weird. <laughs> These are Norse gods or Greek. and Nor- one Greek person. <laughs> and they all talk like Americans. And some yeah. of them even use like American slang. Oh, my. Yeah. And, and like American phrases. So like that's my only nitpick. So like when those happen, like it kind of took me out of... Um, the dialogue yeah. but uh other than that like i think this game is flawless yeah yeah and, and platinum it is he uh, pretty easily as well oh you did platinum it platinum. i was gonna ask got the platinum okay that you was... were there oh yeah yeah i was there yeah that's right that was very <laughs> that was very fast i know because I, I just fell in love with this game oh okay yeah and it was a good platinum how too. long did it take you i think weeks? my final my final um, playtime, whatever the in-game clock was, was like 52 hours. Oh, 52. To platinum it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like 30... How many weeks were you playing this for? I forgot. Ooh. Well, I platinumed it... Was it last week? I don't know. It was two weeks ago, right? Mm, it was... It was two weeks it ago. It was before the Game Awards. Right. Because we so. wanted to play it before... Or finish it before then, right? Yeah, so it was like two weeks ago, I want to say, at the most... Um, cause we wanted to also play a plague tale as well, or at least start it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do our best. So yeah, uh, it, so it took a month ish mm. to two, three, three and a half weeks, maybe, uh, you know, there was a couple days where we didn't play, but, uh, yeah, a uh, pretty simple game. And I'm going to keep coming back to this game at some point, whenever they I patch know. in, um, new game plus I'm immediately going to pick that game back up. Cause there's yeah. so many, now that we know the full story, now I'm we get just... to look at it again with new lenses. Hmm. So yeah, I I, I was kind of leaning towards Ragnarok, but I was wondering what you know your thoughts as well. So I, but then I'm kind happy of you disappointing agree. that um, Elden Ring took the took the cake, took the the top spot game of the year. Oh, that's right. 
God of War didn't win Game of the Year. My bad. Well, you thought it did. <laughs> it, it won it your game. It won your game yeah. of the year. <laughs> but Again, no, that, 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 it, that, that, we that were, it, was just, it was sweeping the Game Awards. God of War Ragnarok. But Elden Ring was a was a <clears throat> moment in in gaming history. Mm. I mean, not history, but like it was the when it came out. Everyone was talking about Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, even New- Shelby played it, which made me think maybe yeah, I should play it. But then I was like. Yeah, it might be too much for you. I mean, you can try. I mean, maybe it Shelby has different reasons for like she wants to play it. But to be honest, I mean, that's 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 what their their job is now is to play video games. So yeah. I, I'm like, Must be nice. That's not really, you know, I'm not like, I don't know. Yeah, you just like to I'd rather challenge myself going running on it. Right. Or like, I don't know, but to be like punished with video games and like, eh. oh, if you like to run, love, I, I can I can I can give you like a. Wheat Knight Nintendo Fit. Wait, Fit. What's that game? Ring Fit. Ring Fit. You can run with Ring Fit. No, I know, but <laughs> I, I just meant being punished. Yeah, you know, like well, I mean, running isn't punishment for me. So but, you were but, you were disappointed I mean, just, that Elden Ring got Game of the Year at the Game Awards? Yes, mm. I was shocked. Do you mean, understand at least? Like, I get that it was really popular. Yeah, I, I get, and I get, but I mean, it, it's like, why is it so popular compared to the other game? I think it's because it was not only popular with like gamers of that particular genre. It was popular with lots of different. I think it's a, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's the, I think it's the credibility of the studio. I think it's the George RR Martin marketing campaign for it. Cause like he, um, it's, he's talked about it publicly now that he, he wrote the lore Mm -hmm. or he wrote like the background of the lore Mm -hmm. and like what, Everything that led up to the events of the game, like he wrote that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's that aspect, and his name was at the forefront of all the marketing. Yeah, too. I remember. I remember being like, well, "That's very odd and for think, a game because it's not like a, it's not even like it would make sense if it was something based on an uh, a, a currently standing IP, like you know, like if it was Game, game of, Thrones of Thrones or something." But this was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Yeah. Well, he's. He's, I mean, he's a he's writer, a, right? He's an expert at high fantasy. So yeah, I mean, he's a writer. I mean, and that's what that's what writers do. They they create the stories yeah, for they games. They create the lore. You just have to pay him a little bit extra extra moolah. And I think just <laughs> the other aspect that why I think it was so popular was the was the aesthetics of it. Like mm. every screenshot of that game gets your imagination going. Every trailer leaves your jaw dropped. Every time you see a new monster or a boss in a screenshot or a video clip or whatever, you're just immediately like terrified of it, but also fascinated by it, you know? So I think just all of those factors just like invited all these new characters and then the reputation of like, oh, this is the most accessible, even though in my opinion, it's not super accessible. Like it's ex- it's accessible in a different it to other, way. Other yeah. um just, other uh, firm software yeah, games. Just in comparison to the this this studio's like previous games, it's the most accessible. But um yeah, it's not like I'm not gonna give this to like a six year old and be like, Okay, well, go go be the Elden Lord now. <laughs> That's not that accessible. Uh, yeah. Like in all honestly, like if you bump the difficulty on God of War Ragnarok down to the very um to the easiest and then like kind of give them accessibility options i think like a six or seven year old could probably get decently far in god of war ragnarok now that's accessibility like i wouldn't say that in like 
Elden Ring. They could probably get five minutes in, <laughs> you know, without fighting anybody. Without fighting anybody. Yeah. Once, once, once they fight that big sentinel um, thing on the horse, right when you get to that very first area, they can kill you one in one hit. That kid's crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thank you, love. Yes. I I love talking games with you, and you're just like, you, like, your perspective helps me to understand games in a different light and i and i really um value that yeah yeah so same time next year <laughs> maybe not the same time but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see you general time maybe? i'll see you next december oh okay for the games of 2023 oh okay uh i'll be in the bahamas until then i guess no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, are you that cold love very cold yeah. right now let's get out of this cold office for my co-host Erica, I am your co-host, Mike. Uh, so Zorkius will take a few weeks off uh, for now, and we will be back in January. Um, I will get with Daniel to see when his uh, recording schedule, what is look, what it looks like. But uh, but uh, yeah, just 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 stay subscribed, please, and please take a look at your uh, podcast feed. And uh, if anything ever any updates happen, then like I'll let everybody know at at Dorkius Podcast on Twitter. So uh, we will see you. Uh, 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 we will see you in 2023. Then, happy gaming, GGs. <laughs> <laughs>